RTS podcast starts right now. Episode 81 of the Reaction Time Sports Podcast presented by GT Transport LLC live here from the Fast Factory Foundation Studios. It's Mark Myrov along here with my co-host Mike Mueller, driver of the 87. What's up, dude? What's up, dude? Not a whole lot, man. Just hanging in there. How have you been? I've been pretty good, man. It was a crazy weekend for us out at Cedar Lake. We uh, finally put the finishing touches on the 2022 season with the annual arrive and drive yeah it was uh it was an exciting fun day great to be back at cedar lake for the little uh test and tune arrive and drive deal and uh, it was a lot of fun met a lot of cool people yeah no man it was definitely uh definitely a sight to see uh like you said a lot of people like uh y- your car saw more ass than a toilet seat yes in a, it did in a matter of what six hours yeah i think it was five hours total so it went uh went by super fast super busy and uh it was it was definitely an experience no it definitely was man it, it was just awesome awesome weekend uh, hopefully we injected some life into some people that uh, either regardless if this is just something they come out and do or if it's something that they're looking to uh, dabble in in the next year or two maybe we gave them a little uh step in the right direction on what uh what to do what they're going to need to get and yeah, maybe become a racer in the Renegade Racing brand. Yeah, absolutely. There was a lot of people there that have been there for like their third or fourth time trying out a sprint car and people that want to get in it and get a sprint car and buy one. And multiple people asked me if mine was for sale. So it was interesting. It was cool. Um, definitely grew a couple of gray hairs last Saturday. <laughs> yeah, you did. Watching some people drive the car. I think we had 11 different people in the car. So it was, um, I don't know, man, it was intense. It was a lot of fun. So definitely uh we'll definitely do it again it was cool just to see the the smiles on the people's faces getting out of the car just even though some of them idled around there pretty slow and some people got after it a little bit more than than i was ready for but it was uh like i said it was an experience and it was fun no a lot of like you said met a lot of nice people and everything uh super cool at cedar lake is this is something that they're willing to do yeah um they it's a lot of faith in these people a lot of faith in us and as the teams right um with the umss knowing that you know they had the class beforehand that was led by kaylee emerson who is the uh, head guy with the northern renegades and uh, just making sure that they're going over through everything step by step by step. And obviously, that's a lot of people or that's a lot of information for just a normal person who may have never driven before or even if they have driven, whether it's come from like a modified or a late model or even like we had guys that were coming from super trucks. Yeah. You know, that's a lot of information to divulge in a matter of a short time. And I think like everybody did pretty good. There wasn't really too much. Uh, I'm not going to say carnage or accidents. I mean, there was a couple hiccups, but. Um, other than that, man, it was pretty clean. It looked like people were having a good time, and uh, you took it out there to shake it down, make sure everything was good. I got to rip it for 10 laps at the end, made myself look like a baby deer trying to walk for the first time. And uh, <laughs> Yeah, man, like uh, I, I got to say thank you to you personally for letting me do that. You know, it's uh, like you said, obviously you trusted complete strangers, but even though it's from friend to friend and right. you still trust me, you know, I appreciate that. So just a ton of fun, and uh you know, I, I I was talking to you about it and I'd go back and looking and just be like, man, you know, those first like five laps that I ripped off, I was just driving like a dumbass. <laughs> and then I'd been there. Yeah, no. And then I I took that quick second and I was like, OK, just settle down, get back into a rhythm. And then I figured out what the art of trail breaking was. And I was like, oh, OK, that's how you do that. All right. Sounds good. And those last like three laps, I nailed it. And then yeah, seeing the I think it was Kaylee's kid. Peyton was driving his 
I don't even know what that was. It was like some Hornet street stock body looking thing, but he was getting after it. It was a different car. I don't know if it was definitely was soda legal or anything like that, but he was he was ripping in that little thing. Nah, man, it was crazy. I got a, I was trying to draft him there for a minute, but then I was like, oh, I just need to back off. Yep. <laughs> no, you look good, man. You got uh, you got up near the wall a couple times. No, I did not. Banging the bead lo- beadlock bolts no. off the fence, so. Yeah, I'd be nervous, just like a couple other people. So, I mean, at one point, I took my hands out of my sweatshirt, and they were literally dripping. I was so nervous. <laughs> just diaphoretic to the max. It was nuts, but no. it, it was all worth it in the end. <clears throat> no, we, it was definitely a good time. We talk about it a little bit later on here in the episode, because on tonight's episode, um, Saturday after the arriving drive, we had a special guest come into studio with us and join us here on the RTS podcast. So, uh, it was a pre-recorded uh, interview with Dan... Greep. I got it right. I said yep. it right again. Um, yeah, I always just want to say gripe. That's what time. I've been saying the whole time. But it's Greep, man. It's Dan Greep with Forged and Dirt. He drives a 3D uh, Race Saver 305 down in Arlington and Jackson. And like I said, he runs Forged and Dirt, and he came up here. It was a long day for him, you know, long day at the track. Right. And then we, we hung him around here at the RTS studios for quite a while. And uh, he had the pleasure of joining us. So coming up here in a little bit on tonight's episode, episode 81 of the Reaction Time Sports Podcast, Dan Greep of Forged and Dirt joining us here on the RTS Podcast. But it's episode 80, 81, man. You know, I was thinking about 81. You know, that's not really a common racing number. The only thing that could pop into my mind was that tr- – uh, NASCAR truck that Randy Moss owned years ago. Right. The orange and white one there. Something like that. That was the only thing I could think of. Uh, 81. I mean, m- my boy, Ronnie Erickson, Frank, he was 81 growing up running a go-kart. <laughs> it was blue, red, and white. So his dad always had that thing shiny as could be. And then Sonny Rickard, his uncle, drove the 81 for Marty Johnson. So it was a blue and white orange or a blue and white spring car, and it was famous, been around forever. So... That's what I think of when I any time I hear eighty one. Speaking of Frank, he was out there ripping around the GE sixty three with the wings on it on Saturday. Right, the GE 04, man, that thing was ugly. But no, <laughs> yeah, Ronnie got some laps in, so I was uh, giving him some shit for spinning out three times in the first session. But he settled her down and uh, he got it working. They looked pretty good from when I went up, when what I saw, and then I took uh, took it for a rip later on at the the last car out in the session, and uh, it was fun, man. The car worked good handled well i could flat foot it right around there in the rubber so it was uh it was cool man it's it's always fun when you can go to the corner and flat foot it no i can only imagine you look good out there man i was trying to talk to you on the radio but all i heard was (laughs) 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 yeah another thing you know being a spotter when other people in your car was pretty cool and mark did it for me but it it didn't come in i was just going too fast i think you know the vortex theory is what i was what the problem (laughs) was vortex theory (laughs) But no, it was uh, got the car dialed in with the four barrel and messed with some throttle linkage and everything seemed to work good. So super excited to uh, see what Ronnie and Glenn can do next year in the wing division. Yeah, man, it's gonna. Oh, did you just spoiler alert? Oh, is no. that breaking news? It's it's a wing alert. Oh, wing alert. <laughs> <laughs> right on, man. I mean, other than that, I think uh, some of the rave going on was that the uh, last since the last time that we have ripped it up a racing episode at least. Um, the World Outlaw game came out for like PlayStation and Xbox. Yes, it did. Um, and uh, you were hot to trot. I was to get that. You don't even own a PlayStation Five, and you went out and got a PlayStation Five. Got the PS Five. Got an extra controller. Downloaded the game. Um, just went full nerd, hundred percent nerd. Yeah, you did. God, it was hilarious when. You were hooking it up, and I was just like, nerds, nerds. Yeah, and then you were down there till like, what, four in the morning playing it? Oh, yeah, at least. <laughs> <laughs> 
but no, it's uh, it's a pretty cool game. I mean, I'm not the best. I wasn't really that big into iRacing, so every time I played it, and I've only done it, I don't know, three or four times now for 30, 40 minutes at a time, and it's definitely a different game. I, I mean, it takes time to get it. I do like the late models better than the sprint cars currently. Okay. It's just easier for me to drive, and I like being behind the car, not in-car view of it, so... Super cool game. It's fun. I'm on this weird Facebook page now trying to get some better setups. Oh Just total God. nerding out. I cannot even believe I'm saying this, but it's uh, it's fun, dude. It's uh, I'm an aero guy, not a joystick guy, so I think that's my biggest downfall right now on the controller. Yeah, I, I literally got... I Basically, once I got everything set up, signed in for Mike and everything, I think I did, I, I did the test run on it to make sure all the connections were good, then after that, I never got a chance to see it again. No, oh, yeah, you'll have to... Well, we'll we'll figure something out, but it's uh it's different, man. No, I can only imagine. Just from what I was doing, I was like, this is not even close to eye racing at all. No, no. But, but the more, like I said, the more I played it, and you figured out, you know, the, the gas and the trail braking and letting off and the setups. It's it's stupid how much them little things do work and make the car better. Oh, I believe it, man. I believe it. I mean, the same thing goes for the eye racing deal, which you know, I gotta I gotta give a little bit of a shout out to Ryan Buck. He uh, he came over and he bought my eye racing setup, so I am eye raceless now. Damn, and uh, he went full bore on the deal. He he went and got a uh, a, a frame, sprint car frame, which I believe, man, I got to make sure I'm right on this. I'm pretty sure it was the it's the frame that Tim Lynch flipped at Jackson. Okay, and he got that frame, chopped it up, and now it's sitting in his living room with an actual race seat in it i did see that he took the playstation wheel modified it to put a actual sprint car wheel on it nice and then i'm pretty sure from the picture that he sent me the other night it looks like he somehow modified it to where he's got functional gas pedal that you would actually have in a sprint car and a gas and a functional brake pedal that are somehow linked up to the computer version of the brake and gas and it's legit like a straight up sprint car setup. That's pretty insane. So, I mean, I hope Ryan has a ton of fun with it, man. Like, I just don't have the time for it anymore. He's going to try to use it to, to hone his craft. Right. And also have some fun at the same time. I'm going to have to go over there and check this thing out. It looks really cool. Um, But yeah, man, I mean, I, I hope he kills it. I hope it helps him out and everything. And he's going to get way more use out of it than I ever, than I probably ever did when I owned it. I mean, I had some fun times when I was out there racing with Chris and Blake and Zach and all them guys. Just a total blast. But just i just don't have the time no it's yeah it's super cool but same thing it's frustrating at times oh yeah no it can definitely you're just like oh yeah i got this and you go try to do it and just you're just like i said you look like a baby deer trying to walk regardless if it's real life or i racing exactly man. <laughs> right on dude well let's move on here with uh episode 81 of the reaction time sports podcast let's move on into the race day rewind presented by the racing insiders your one-stop pit stop for everything nascar arca trucks the xfinity series and the cup series all right there in the palm of your hand right at the racinginsiders.com let's kick it off with formula Un. we haven't talked about these guys in a long time it's been a minute it has been a minute they were it, it was the japanese gp at suzuka circuit max verstappen gets the victory and also in the process clinches his second championship in a row can you say that there might be a new dominant guy in formula one lewis hamilton who He's been fast, man. Stupid fast. Second championship. Pretty cool. Sergio Perez's teammate second, giving Red Bull a 1-2 on the podium. Charles Leclerc with Ferrari, bringing it home third. They get a couple weeks off before they come back over to the 
our side of the pond. What? To America. And we'll be at Circuit of the Americas on October 23rd. That'll be a cool. It's a cool track. It'll be awesome to see. No, nah, man. There. I know. I mean, it, it, that's. I was actually thinking about going to that race, I think, the COVID year? Or no, yeah. I think it was going to be 2019 before COVID hit. And we were dead set on going, and we just never did it. And then, obviously, all that stuff happened. But now with the news that Formula One's going to be Vegas. in Vegas next November... I'm going to do everything in my being to try to be there for that because that is going to be lights out. That's going to be insane. No, it's going to be good. So Max Verstappen, your 2022 Formula One champion, Circuit of the Americas in two weeks. Xfinity Series hit up the Charlotte Roval on Saturday. AJ Allmendinger wins his fourth round. He's won every Xfinity Series race at the Roval. It's pretty impressive. It is. He's uh he's even a better road racer now than he was when he came into the Cup Series. Oh, for sure. I mean, just phenomenal. Are they going to have to like dib that place as the place that the Dinger built? It's his personal ATM right now. <laughs> Ty Gibbs comes home second. Noah Gregson third. James Davidson in the JGR eighteen car fourth. Great run for him. And Justin Allgaier rounds out your top five. Up next for them will be Las Vegas on Saturday. Heck yeah, moving on over to the Cup Series. It was an elimination race at the Roval on Sunday. Christopher Bell was in a win-and-get-in situation, and he pulled it off, man. It was Phenomenal. the only way he was going to advance to the round of eight. Kevin Harvick second, Kyle Busch third, A.J. Allmendinger fourth, and Justin Haley. Great run for the college cars there, fourth and fifth. Haley finishes off in fifth place. It was an elimination race, and a lot of crazy things happened at the end of this race. Man, I'm telling you what, it was green to checker in the stages, and each stage, and all of a sudden, that billboard decided to fall off and, like, turn 94. Yeah. And uh, brought that caution out, and, man, did the melee ensue. It was a demo derby. A lot of things happened in those last, I think it was, four laps of this race. Just crazy, insane, chaotic. And in the end, Chase Elliott, Ryan Blaney, Joey Logano, Denny Hamlin, Christopher Bell, William Byron, Chase Briscoe, and Ross Chastain all advanced to the round of eight. The big shocker here, your defending champion, Kyle Larson, Young Money, will not have the opportunity to repeat or defend his championship. Young Money does not advance to the round of eight, along with Austin Sindrick, Daniel Suarez, and Alex Bowman, who... Unfortunately, with the concussion protocol, he saw some symptoms and he missed the last two races of the round of uh, 12. So very unfortunate deal. Kind of going back to that, the sponsor sign falls off, bringing out the caution. Melee ensues. It was just nuts. It just pure insanity. A lot of lap last controversy with Cole Custer. It looks like he slams on the brakes going into the chicane on the backstretch. Sure does. Briscoe nose dives it in there, passes like four cars. Just complete madness. Briscoe ends up getting his way in. Suarez loses a power steering pump. He's fighting the car all day. He worked his rear end off trying to make that thing work. I mean, if you're talking about a guy who could have easily given up and you know what's on the line, man, he right. did everything that he could. Yeah, he drove. I mean, if that was to happen, I think he would have for sure been a lock-in because he was running up front, doing a great job, and just, just you know, bad luck bears, man. No, oh, man, it just it, pure craziness. I mean, I think NASCAR is doing it right with putting certain tracks and certain spots in the playoffs. I mean, like, now yeah. we got coming up here at the round eight, we're going to Martinsville. 
it's just killer. It's killer the way that, that all the cutoff races have played out and the three tracks per cutoff. It just they couldn't they couldn't have done a better job. No, absolutely not. Uh, if we're talking really quick about these drivers that are in the round of eight, um, taking a look at the list here, who do you think is going to make it to the round of four, the championship round at Phoenix in November? I think it's definitely going to be Elliott. I think he can get back. Probably Joey Logano. He's done it so many times. Hamlin, I mean, he hasn't had the greatest year, but it might be his year, and he's been there, so I think he does it. And then I'm going to go with my boy, Christopher Bell. I mean, he's been fast lately. He was definitely the best car in the first round of the playoffs. Had bad luck in this round, rebounded with fresh tires, comes from 12th with four laps to go, wins the race in, you know, just dramatic fashion. I think uh, I think they got something to do, man. He's He's been fast, and I don't know. It'd be cool to see he's got a shot, and he runs good at Phoenix, too. So I think... I think honestly, any any of them guys can make it. Yeah. It's just it's been so up and down, and just can't even pick who's going to win or run in the top ten. It's just crazy. Well, it's pretty interesting to see that only two past champions remain in the round of eight. You're looking at Chase Elliott and Joey Logano as those two past champions. Uh, if I had to take a look at this, I mean, it, it's a pretty stout field. I mean, Briscoe is probably the probably the least favored to advance. I'd agree with that. Um, but I wouldn't put it past them. I think uh, the Stuart Haas group over there is going to do everything and anything they can to see if they can't get him to Phoenix because he won there back in the spring. Yeah, that's very true. Um, I'm put all the eggs in his basket. You know, so I think that could get kind of interesting. Um, the fact that Chastain and Hamlin are still in the round of eight, those two still have a score to settle. So that yeah, can get interesting. Same that's thing, very true. Same thing with Hamlin and Byron. I mean, this round could get quite interesting depending on the situation. And Byron and Logano. Oh, yeah. There's still some things to be settled here, man. Yes. There's still some things to be settled. They will be at Las Vegas this coming weekend for the first race in the round of eight. Dirt side of things over the last couple of weeks, Jordan Goldsberry wins the IRA championship, his first championship. So pretty cool for him. Him and Jake Blackhurst won in the last weekend, basically tied for the championship. Bad luck for Blackhurst. So. Picks up the championship. Congrats to him. Is that his first championship? First championship in the IRA. Nice. Congratulations. And then ASCS, Blake Hahn leads the points going into the final race at Devil's Bowl this weekend. Um, two weeks ago, they were at Little Rock. They closed their doors for the short track nationals. It was their last race ever at I-30 Speedway. So Sam Haverteen Jr. picks up the big win. He's won this race before. He's just, the guy's a stud in 360s. Um, he, he, you know, he's, he's gotten better in the four tens, but it may be awesome to see him on the all-stars one day. World of all the late models, Dennis Herb Jr. Is basically got the championship locked up going into world finals, got a huge lead. So world finals coming up in November for the world of all late models, Lucas oil, late models, Tim McCready wins last weekend and pads his point lead. So going on to his second championship in a row over Brandon Shepard. So pretty cool for McCready. I've always been a big fan of him since he runs chili bowl. Diverse driver. He's won the World of Outlaw Championship and now the, another Lucas Oil Late Model Championship. So, dudes, uh, he's been fast this year. Just put another notch in the belt and uh, adding to that probably uh, Hall of Fame resume. Absolutely. USAC side of things, Mitchell Moles wins the Jason Leffler Classic. Justin Grant picks up the win at Hobstadt. And Buddy Kofoid is leading the points heading into the annual Western Swing with the USAC National Midgets. Yeah, it looks like Buddy's going to pick up his second championship in a row. And what this kid has done this year in the midgets and then the USAC and the Arca car, I mean, it's just it's phenomenal how good he's going to be. All-Star Sprints, we're at Fremont. Tyler Courtney wins night one, and Cole Duncan wins night two in the McGee 11, filling in for PPM. 
they've had multiple different drivers in this car since PBMs got hurt. Picked up wins with Macri, um, Cole Duncan, I believe uh, Eliason was in it. I mean, it's just it's insane what they've done with all these different drivers and continue and brand, continuing to run up front. That's another car that's seen more ass in the toilet seat. Absolutely. And then Tyler Courtney Sunshine picks up his second Sunshine. championship in a row. So. All signs point to, you know, World of Outlaws running for Rookie of the Year next year, so we'll see what their plans are come PRI. I, do you, man, I think that's still, I, I, with everything that's going on, high limits, controversy with Wu, how kind of how strong the All-Stars have been this year, I don't know if I see it, man. I mean, the money's there. If they want to travel, I mean, this was their goal to go to the Outlaws. So we'll see what happens. I think between the World of Outlaws and the High Limit, they're going to have to figure something out because they're going to have to allow these drivers to go run those races. Yeah, it's going to And be if they don't, I think some of them will pull off tour and just do what they do, what Brent Marks did, do what Macri did. They're going to run the true Outlaw schedule, and they can make more money doing that because they don't have to drive from coast to coast right. chasing $10,000 wins. They can stay home local and run for that so it'll be interesting to see what happens but that race that rained out at wayne county for the high limit race was going to be thirty-two thousand to win it's insane i mean there's not that many sprint car races that pay more than thirty-two thousand dollars there's 10 12 of them so for them to come out and put up that amount of money in their first two races i can't wait to see what they're going to do next year no absolutely and a little bit of new other news uh that i did not add into our show notes with this in the last couple of weeks that we haven't recorded uh cap henry yeah out of the ride yeah, out of the four car, and they put Cy Lynch in. So Cy Lynch didn't do that best, and then Macri ran third the first night with the All-Star Sprints in a different ride. So Cap Henry, is a uh, he's a baller at Fremont and Attica. That's where he grew up, cut his teeth, and uh, I think he'll definitely get in, a, get in a better ride. And I don't know, he's a great driver. He was running great with the All-Stars. I think he had three or four wins this year, and uh, I don't know. Bigger things will come for him, I'm sure. No, hopefully, man. He's a badass little driver. Yep. World Outlaw Sprints, man, they continue to just keep on chugging along. Anthony Macri wins Friday and Saturday at Port Royal win the Nittany Showdown. This was Macri's first and second World of Outlaw wins in his career, giving him 24 wins on the year. That's insane. Two dozen wins, pick and choose schedule. And it's not like he's doing it all in Pennsylvania. He's gotten off the porch. He won at I-70s, ran fast everywhere. He made the Knoxville Nationals. He's made... Eldora for the Kings Royal. He's definitely stepped up his game. Got a new crew chief halfway through the year, and um, people thought he was going to slow down, and he's picked up the pace. He's definitely a top contender. No, definitely, man, for sure. It'll be interesting to see how his, uh, what he decides to do in 2023 as well. Uh, six races remain on the World of Outlaws schedule, and Brad Sweetie Pie holds a 66-point lead over David Gravel. Heading into this weekend's action at I-80 and Lakeside Speedway, 66 points it's kind of a lot it kind of isn't anything can happen yeah i mean i think gravel picked up like 24 points this last two two races so it is possible i mean anything can happen it's math so we'll see what happens sweets fast he runs great at these tracks so does gravel it's gonna be uh i don't know it's gonna be a barn burner no it'll be definitely be interesting man it, it, it always seems like it's always coming down to the last weekend it is it it has recently and i mean Sweet's just been so dominant and just, you know, eliminating the DNFs and salvaging all his bad runs where he'll just take that seventh place finish instead of doing something stupid, getting a DNF or messing up. Just he's points racing and he learned from the best Donnie shots and he's definitely taken to it. Yeah. Well, didn't you say something about like Donnie shots is going to be the keynote speaker at the Wasota banquet or something? Yeah. Donnie shots is <laughs> the keynote speaker in St. Cloud at the Wasota national banquet. So it's uh it's pretty cool. You know, he's from Fargo, North Dakota, becoming yeah. a coming to St. Cloud to do that. So it, uh, that'd be be cool. Go up there and watch and see that. 
That's going to wrap it up here for the Race Day Rewind presented by the Racing Insiders. We're going to take a quick break here over at the Reaction Time Sports Podcast. We got to take a look at this Monday Night Football game, Chiefs Raiders. It's on in the background, you know, because we got this new TV in here because I got a new TV in my living room that I had took the old one and I put it in my bedroom with a new fireplace without the TV in the living room as a blotch in it. So now I got to take it off the wall and put it back in the box, take it back to Target and hope they have that TV so I can put another one in my living room. Holy crap. Tell me how you really feel. Oh, dude, I just it's the little inconveniences in life, man. I'll tell you what. They're the worst. So what do we got for a score right now? 20 to 10 Raiders. Yeah, buddy. Right after halftime, man. Who would have seen that coming? On the other side of the break here, it's going to be the interview with the driver of the 3D and the head honcho of Forge and Dirt, Dan Greep. I got to get, I'm, I'm so far, I'm like three for three. There we go. I'm keeping the streak alive, all right, man? Uh, we got his interview on the other side of the break here. It's a good one, guys. I can't wait for you to listen. Can't wait for you to listen to it, hear it deep dive into it man he's got a lot of interesting things to say regarding his career how he got there uh forging dirt and just everything man it was, it was a fun interview absolutely he's a cool guy he uh, doesn't have that much racing experience and he's doing well for what he what he has raced no absolutely man i can't wait for you guys to hear it on the other side of the break dan Greep with forging dirt here joining us on the reaction time sports podcast This is Cody Emmons, driver of the 33C Superstock for Kid Cody Racing, and you're listening to Reaction Time Sports. Oh, hi, we're back. Episode 81, Reaction Time Sports Podcast, presented by GT Transport LLC, here from the Fast Factory Foundation Studios. Wrapped up segment one, just stage one. It was stage one. Went green to the green to the green checkered flag. Sounds good. And now it's time to get down to uh, the main co- the the main course. The yeah. main. Let's do it. Let's get it down, man. Uh, today's interview and guests are brought to you by TCB Speed North. Head on over there, get old Rob Ko Junior. He just hooked me up with a brand new aluminum drive shaft for the old sixty nine S machine. Perfect. So head on over there. He's got everything you need, regardless of what you're driving: sprint car, late model, modified, asphalt, dirt. You name it: left, right, backwards, straight, three sixties. You name it. He's got parts and pieces for it, man. He'll help you set the damn thing up too. Get hold of him, Rob Ko Junior. Over at TCB Speed North. It's that time, man. We had that, like I said, we we had a chance to interview with Dan after the arrive and drive on Saturday. He was in here for about over an hour talking about his uh, his career, how he got into racing, forging dirt, his vision with that man. It's 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 a, it's a good interview. I can't wait for everybody to hear it. Yeah, very good interview. It was cool talking to him, getting a little getting getting to know more about him and uh, just his story and his past, and seemed pretty cool, dude. Absolutely, man. And then uh, also, uh, he he took the eighty seven machine for a spin at the arriving draft. So hearing what he's got to say about that is his inaugural uh, traditional outing. Yeah, non wing non wing debut. He wanted to get in a real race car, so. Let him have it, and uh, he had some fun. That was for sure. <laughs> no, it's definitely interesting to see uh, his comparison between the wing and the non-wing. You know, especially for a guy that's never driven a non-wing. So, uh, definitely some different, di- uh, interesting intel on that. So, uh, here it is, guys. We won't prolong it anymore. Uh, it is Dan Greep, driver of the three D, owner creator of Forged and Dirt, here on the Reaction Time Sports Podcast. All right, kids, it's about to get a little crazy in here because we just got off the track from about seven hours of the arrive and drive at cedar lake 
Mike just printing money. Hey, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> Counting money. Just printing money. Yep. Uh, but yeah, just mass chaos. I wouldn't say it was chaos. It was a lot. It was, dude, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. The arriving drive was a blast. Yeah, that was my first time there, I think, in like four or five years. And uh, the people that showed up to arrive and just drive another spring car, you know what I mean? Make their dreams come true. I mean, it was uh, it was pretty incredible. No, it was a lot of fun. Thank you to Cedar Lake for uh, letting everybody come out there and do that. We had a blast. Yeah. But uh, we got uh, we got a special guest in studio with us right here. Yeah, we do. Right after the arrival drive. Right. So, I mean, fresh off the track. Yep. Made his non-wing debut. Damn straight. In the RTS Lightspeed Equipment MM87 traditional sprint car. The Speedwagon itself. The Speedwagon. The RTS Speedwagon. You know, he walked over and said, hey, man, do you mind if I get in your car? I'm like, well, if you want to drive a real race car, you're more than welcome to. (laughs) You know. Take the training wheels off, baby. Well, it's, it's time like to go, told, man. The only wings I need are covered in buffalo sauce. Absolutely. Hopefully he'll. Hopefully he's got his uh, sauce of choice picked out. Right. I'm a parm garlic guy. What are you? Parm garlic. I absolutely. We'll have hey, to ask. Son. We'll have to ask him once I turn his microphone on. Blue cheese or ranch for him? For you? None. You're not a dipper. That's I'm right. I'm not a dipper. Oh, I'm a ranch guy. No, not a dipper. Let's go. All right, man. Let's get after it. With a little bit of a media crossover going on here in the RTS studios. From Forged in Dirt, FID, if you guys have not checked this out yet, you need to go over to their YouTube channel. You can find them on Facebook, Forged in Dirt. Great content over there. You need to check this out right now. I mean, as long as right as you're listening to this podcast, I know how smartphones work. You can back out of the screen. Go to your Facebook, go to your YouTube, find Forge and Dirt, and hit that goddamn subscribe button right now. Make it happen. Please do. Yeah. Because join us in the studio, driver of the 3D, rookie of the year at Arlington Speedway in the Race Saver 305s, finished in the top 10 in points with the rookies with the Race Savers, Dan Greek. <laughs> I got it right. I said it right. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very often it takes a couple tries, but uh, you got you got that one there. You got that one down pat. But see, that's why I kept saying something because I had to say it in my head because yep. every time I want to say gripe. Yep, yep. Hey, it happens. Ha- it happens. That's what the English language would tell you it is. Oh, I know, right? Yep. I know. So, man, thank you for coming in studio. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, also, thank you to, to Mr. Mike for letting me drive the car today. That was awesome. That's a very different experience, but, man, it was fun. I was amazed with how many people were there, too. Yeah, dude, it was a blast, man. You look great out there. And like I always said, man, wings are for fairies. So you did a great <laughs> job out there. Pulled up that skirt. You know what I mean? So, no, dude, you were giving her, man. It was uh, it was a blast. My blood pressure is definitely higher. So I'd double up on that dosage, you know, when I got back here. So, no, it was uh, it was cool, man. Glad you got to run it. And same with everybody else, man. It was, the Robin Drive at Cedar Lake Speed was a blast today. Yeah. No, it was a good time. I don't want to get, I don't want to talk about too much of your Robin Drive yet. I want to say right. that for a little bit later in the interview, but. Just to, to prelude it a little bit, I mean, you looked like you knew what you were doing. Yeah. It was like it didn't matter if there was a wing on it or not. <laughs> it was just fun to be out there. You know, it was a different experience. The vision concept is the biggest difference. But, you know, I mean, it was just fun. It was, I love Cedar Lake, so I'm right. happy to be there at any point. No, absolutely, man. appreciate you coming out there. appreciate you coming into the RTS studio as well. Thank you for having me. A little bit of a haul for you. That's eh, okay. A little bit of a haul. We're getting it. started a little late here. The arriving drive went a little longer than we wanted. But, yep. you know, everybody got a chance to get in the cars. 
Yep. That's what matters. That's how we grow the sport. Absolutely. Right. I mean, your car saw my ass in the toilet seat today. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> so letting her eat. Yeah. Uh, a lot of a lot of what the cool thing about it is, is just you get so many different. Uh, you you see so many different personalities out there. You got guys that like we had like two or three guys that were rally truck racers. Yep. You had people that raced ATVs. Yeah, or never even raced in their lives. Couple dirt bikers. Yeah. Seventeen year old girl, third time in a sprint car. She's wow. been there for three years. Yeah. This is this. Doing I think this. it was her birthday too. Biggest weekend of her life. Yeah. So this was her mom's birthday present to her. That's awesome. So that's pretty damn cool. Super cool. Yep. So awesome to meet all these different people and everything. Uh, but then you got the chance to run a non-wing or a wing or, I mean, there were some late models out there, some super stocks, some modifieds, man. I mean, there, there was everything. Yeah. And this is how we grow the sport. Yeah, Absolutely. it was a pile of cars, man. A lot of cars, a lot more than I expected. So it was, uh, overall, it turned out pretty badass. No, absolutely. No, Arrive and Drive was a success. We will talk about Dan's experience mm-hmm. in the RTS Speedwagon mm-hmm. coming up here in a little bit. But before we jump ahead to today, we got to go back and we got to get the dirty details. Absolutely. We got to get the dirty details. First of all... Uh, for those of you that may already be subscribed to FID, mm-hmm. uh, put out great content. I watch it. It's Thank great you. stuff. Thank man. you. Um, Amazing. Give us a little bit about your background, man. Like, who are you? What do you do? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm from Arlington, Minnesota originally, so I grew up around Arlington Raceway. Uh, my old man raced A-Mods out there, so I got a really huge spiritual connection to Arlington Raceway. That's where I was racing this year, as you had already stated, but um, we raced go-karts out there. Um, and then I moved to uh, Minnetonka, Minnesota, which there's not a lot of racetracks around that area. If you know, if you know the western suburbs of uh, Minneapolis, uh, played football. Uh, went to Minnetonka High School and played football there. I was a quarterback, captain, blah blah blah. Um, went on to uh, college to play football there as well. Uh, went to Augsburg College and uh, played football there for a year, but uh, had the classic knee injury situation. Oh yeah, been there, done that. Yep, you know, plenty, here. plenty of sports injuries and plenty of stories have come along with the knee injury. You know, so that was my problem. And uh, after that, I went on and was working for a while. And during one of my jobs, I met the one and only Matt Bowl. Oh, whoa. Uh, yep. Name drop. No Bull. Yeah, yep, yep. No Bull, Mr. No Bull. Um, he, uh, he got me back into all this, brought me back to Cedar Lake Speedway one night, and I saw the uh, 87mm right there uh, driving around Cedar Lake in 2020 uh, in the midst of that COVID stuff. So Probably right on the bottom. Yep. That's More where he was. Yep. yep. Right around the tires there at the bottom. So um, I also work for State Farm, you know, so we uh, we were able to sponsor Thunder Hill Speedway this year, which was a was a really great thing for us. Heck yeah. Um, putting some money back into the sport and all that. So yeah, I mean, that's pretty much on a base level who I am. Right on. Well, I can tell you right now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to free plug this because we made the switch. From our previous insurance, we switched over to Dan with over at State Farm. Blew our rates out of the water, man. Like, Mike, I think you might need to make a phone call. No, man, I heard what you did, and that's awesome, dude. And like I said, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely get in contact with you coming up and uh, hopefully lower my insurance rates. Absolutely. You know, and then a lot of people in racing don't really realize how valuable insurance is to them, um, you know, for just to very basically tell you that you need it so go get it talk to somebody if it's not me talk to somebody oh yeah well i mean if you look at it this way i mean if you're looking at the world we live in today everything's so goddamn expensive stupid you know so it's like if there's any way like i mean like i think he shaved off almost 100 bucks on our car insurance uh another 50 on our homeowners and then hooked us up with a couple other deals i mean it was killer man so like if you guys are looking out there and you think your insurance rates are too high get a hold of dan 
Absolutely. More money to spend on race car stuff. More money to spend on pit passes. Yeah. That's all, that's all it is. To yeah. get you back to the track. Like the yep. beer fridge is always stuck. That, that works, too. I mean. That, too. Can, can we get down down to the dirty right yeah. there? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Put the beer back in the fridge. Yep. Yes. It, in my belly. Yes. yes. You want to know why? Because that's RTS. Really tasty stuff. Absolutely. <laughs> Make it happen. <laughs> you ain't drinking Coors Light. You know, bottle open cans. Well, that's so when I went to Quick Trip, that's all. They was save $5. I if know. you bought I two 18 packs of Coors Lights. Yes. And I'm sorry that they're not the twist tops. I'll tell you what, man. They taste as good as the twist tops. All right. Just want to make, I don't, my one goal in life is to not disappoint you. Well, and you know what? You didn't do that today. Thank God. It's made my blood pressure rise. We'll talk about that later. So yeah, insurance, get a hold of Dan, man. I'm telling you. Dude, Absolutely. Saved us a ton of money. I'm telling you. Get get on over there, get him on Facebook, whatever. He'll he give you the hookup. Tell him RTS sent you. Absolutely. <laughs> you, you won't get a discount, but no, just no. RTS is that. I can't offer, but let me know. Please <laughs> let me know. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, you know, like you said, Matt kind of got you back into the spirit of racing. Yep. Uh so before that, there there was a racing background. What was it? Yeah, I mean, you know, racing go-karts and stuff back in the day, and my dad racing modifieds. It was an easy thing to get into kart racing last year um, before I got into a sprint car. Uh, we went and bought some piece of trash go-karts for like 500 bucks. And Where'd got, you race karts at? Uh, we went to Atwater, Arlington, and uh, there was another place we went to. We did not go to Cedar Lake, though. Okay. Yep, yep. I raced at Atwater. I used to run Cedar Mills okay. every weekend. Yep. yep. Right all over where you're at. Cedar Lake is a scary go-kart track. You get going <laughs> the, the really indoor, fast. The arena at the oh, sandbox? Yeah. Oh. yeah, I did run a go-kart there, and then it's uh, it's badass, though. Oh, there, yeah, man. they're moving. It's super cool. Like, even those junior karts are moving, yeah. you know? Oh, yeah. And you Mark hit that wall. one earlier this year. Yeah, wasn't that, like, the adult predator class or he whatever? Would, yeah, well. Or whatever it was. I don't know what it was yeah. called. Yep. Yeah. 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 Just stupid. Yep. Yeah. Oh, Matt, absolutely. Mark but, was an adult predator. An adult predator. <laughs> <laughs> but no, Mark, Mark drove one this year in there, and he saw, dude, it, it was stupid fast. It was a blast. Oh, a lot of fun out there. What I found what was crazy about it is that when you're out there, if you are literally a half tire out of the groove, God. all of a sudden you're like, oh, to the yep. wall. It's like, yep. whoa, yep. what just happened? Well, and plus, your ass is a half inch off the fucking ground. Right? Oh, That's yeah. Like, thing. if I already had back problems, I made them worse that week. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. And then that wall is not forgiving in the slightest. You hit that, you're going for a ride. I think, actually, one of the guys, one of the Almer boys, they he sm- came out flipped. of two. He didn't flip. He just smoked the wall. Smoked the wall. Yeah. Smoked the wall. Oh, sure. So, yeah, that's all that. Uh, it looked like it was just, I mean, there's no Hans. I think he was wearing a neck roll. I think their last race is next weekend. Yeah, they the, got that big deal. Oh, they still have that going on? Yeah, they have one I think more so. next weekend. Oh, wow. Yeah. And they had so. that motocross stuff in there today? Oh, wow. Well, I didn't. Though they had the flat track bikes on the oval in there today. Oh, oh really? that's what it was. Yep. Oh, it wasn't motocross. Yep. Oh. No, it was flat track on the oval, and they're doing the go-karts next weekend, I believe. Oh, they're doing everything at Cedar Lake. Dude, it's nuts. Cedar Lake Resports Spa and Casino, and what did we come up? Nightclub. 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 Yes. Nightclub last Needs week. Nightclub. The 100. Yeah. No, it was. It was. Oh, yeah, so it's it was, already existing. It was Oh, yeah, it's there. Beautiful. It's there. They had the... Yeah, up until like 4 a.m. 4? The bar inside. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that great? Yeah, we cut it four hours off the closing it. time Sure. from Legendary 100 a year ago. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. took it easy. Well, yeah. I mean, Got to cut costs somewhere, right? Yeah. I mean, electricity. I mean, you got to keep the lights on. It ain't cheap, man. Right. It ain't cheap. Right. It ain't cheap. So, go-karts. Yep. That's where it all started. Yep. That's what all started. Yep. And then got out of it. Yeah. I mean, I, to be blunt, I'm just too big for a go-kart. No. Like, I'm 6'4". My knees there. were banging on stuff. My just wasn't really fun. You just couldn't really... <laughs> You couldn't really fit in it very well, you know? So I got in Mike Steen's uh, sprint car for the mechanics races at Arlington last year, and 
was not at all fast by any means. We got six laps in the first three. I think I was probably going about 70 miles an hour at the most on a big half mile like that. You know, we weren't going very fast compared to where these guys are racing most weeks. You know, well, I would have set a new track record today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. No kidding. But, you know, I, I got in that thing and it felt comfortable. You know, I can actually like feel like I fit in the car. Yep. Um, some cars I don't, which luckily I felt really good in, in yours, Mike. But um, that was uh, a big eye opener for me. And outside of that, um, this is not a knock on go-kart racing by any means, but it's kind of expensive. You know, it's yeah, yeah. surprisingly expensive to race a go-kart and yes. try to be competitive. You know, even if you're just clone racing, you got to go spend sixteen, eighteen, two thousand $2,000 on a clone. And then you got to make sure your tire program is set up and you got to make sure you're doing all the prep and blowing up tires and drinking tires and everything else. You know, so props to the guys that are able to do that at a high level because it's it's not easy. You know, with sprint cars, you don't have to do tire prep. You know, you might have to like groove it or sipe it or something like that. But that's about it. That's the most I have to do. So cool. That's something I can wrap my head around. So, so how long how long did you do go-kart racing for? About three quarters of the year last year. Oh, that like, was it. Yeah, that was it. That yeah. was it. I mean, I raced go karts as a kid, obviously, but that you was you were it. racing go karts last year. Last year at yeah. Arlington. At Arlington. Damn. And at Water. Yeah. Yep. That was like my big because, like I said, I played football and worked mm. in politics before that. So my wrench tuning skills, not right. great. Like mechanically, I'm not super inclined. Right. You know, you got guys that are like mechanical engineers that are racing sprint cars. Right. You know, and it's just like I'm not that by any means. Mm. So even like. The basics of a sprint car, I'm still getting the grips on, but go karts was a good place to start to just start turning wrenches, you know, and figure out what would make something happen on the go and on the go on the cart, you know, stagger, right. even spacing, yeah. stuff yep. like that. It's just really, a good place to start for sure. So, but there was a period of time when you were a young buck that you were driving carts. Yeah, yeah, and I won a couple races as a kid, you know, and stuff like that. That was way before go karting had really changed. It was like you throw four tires on and go out there and turn laps and mm. have some fun, you know, as a kid. And now it's right. super competitive, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, we won some races and then, you know, it all just kind of abruptly came to an end. I think if I would have stayed in Arlington, I probably would have gotten into a sprint car at about 16, 17, you know, like the average people do nowadays. Yep. Right. But that just wasn't how things panned out. We just ended up spinning footballs, which was fun too, you know? Right. So how long did you race when you were a youngster? Uh, two years. Okay. Two years. And it was like junior stuff, you know, so very basic nonsense. So but, we're talking right. three years in a cart total between before... We decided we figured out what the pigskin was, and right. just this recent stint before the wing sprint car. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, it was not not the normal racing career I mean, that most people. It's starting to make sense, though. Yeah, is it? Is it <laughs> starting to make sense? Three years in go karts through a spiral. What's up, three oh five? Here yep. I come. Yeah, no, it's badass, dude. It's a cool story. You know, it's just not the average racing story, though. Right. It's, it's kind of like hockey. I, I compare racing to hockey a lot because, mm. like, Minnetonka's got a big. Yep. hockey program yep. right yep. those kids will play hockey from the day they can walk their right. skates they're up and then their whole goal in life is to go play hockey until they can't anymore absolutely yep. you know and that's what a lot of people do in racing which is how kids make it kyle larson did that you know yep. you look at all these kids in the outlaws right now right Ryan tims that's what probably what he was doing before that as well tanner holmes that's yep. another guy you can look at for sure you know but uh i think i've picked it up somewhat well for a guy who doesn't have that much experience racing you know the big the big thing is just seat time yeah for sure and that's what everyone will tell me that's what i've been preached the whole year oh yeah i'm super competitive like i'm like tom brady in the midst of a divorce level <laughs> of competitive you know like sl there. slamming ipads on the ground type <sighs> of competitive. like towards the end of the year i had a couple days where i like lost my cool at the racetrack and there's like kids that are watching me you mm. know and it's just like 
I okay, gotta, Kyle Bush. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. It's, that's, sometimes that's how it is, you know? Yep, I agree. You put a bunch of money and effort and time and everything, and then a power steering line comes loose, and then you're leading the feature, and it's just like, oh, that's right. a devastating thing, you know? But right. the mental of sprint car racing is probably the most amazing thing. Yeah, well, 100%. If your head's on the game, you cannot go forward. You cannot do anything. No. You have to be cool, mind collective, and I'm. You know what I mean. I've been known to be a hothead or whatever. But if your head's not the game, dude, like I said, man, it's tough. Yeah, you're never gonna progress, right? Whatsoever, right? A hothead. <laughs> well, I mean, I've been. You screamed at me on the track, that legendary one. Was 100- not at you. That was at somebody else, and we've talked about this. Oh no, no, it, I feel like it was directed towards me. I was screaming <laughs> at anybody that wanted to listen. They made it very clear when you go out on the track, do not block the top. And what did these idiots do? They blocked the top. And what did I do in my car? I screamed, "You dumb mfers, get the truck out of the way!" That's what I said. And Mark yells back at me, "It's not me." And I'm like, "I wasn't yelling at you." Well, it sounded like it. <laughs> <laughs> so it, this, this story will live on forever. Oh, yeah. It's, Mark, it was Mark was already on having a bad night, and he's just yelling back at me, and I'm like, it wasn't you. Well, look, you it, can stay here tonight. Don't even come home. God, it was <laughs> great, dude. It was the best. I oh. come over to him afterwards. He's like, why are you yelling at me? And I'm like, you're not mad. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was good. No, but the mental game is the biggest thing, dude. 100%, dude. Yeah. If, you, if your mind's not in it, dude, you ain't going to the front. Like, you just got to... You got to be ready, dude. Yeah, right. Absolutely. So let's turn the clocks back even further now. Sure. You got less than three years under your belt in a cart. Mm-hmm. This infatuation for racing had to come from somewhere. Was it your old man, grandpa, uncle? Where did it all, Is there racing in the family? My dad raced A-Mods back in the day, and he grew up with his father bringing him to the races in St. Peter, Minnesota, before that racetrack had closed. Um, so he, raced, he watched racing all the time as a kid, right? There's a story that kind of you know, is floating through my family that everyone likes to talk to me about. And that's, I was born August 1st in 1997, oh, six shit. months later. After yeah, I know. I'm, I, yeah, <sighs> I know. I, yep. Woo. Yep. I know. I but, need to go take my blood pressure medicine. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but six months after that, I was at a world of outlaws race, uh, in Arizona. So at, before I could think, speak or walk, really, I was at a world of outlaws race. Right on. If you ask me, I think this was something that I was meant to do. It just the world decided to pan other things out. Yeah, you had a know? couple detours too. Yeah, absolutely. Yep, for sure. You know, and I think that something that really isn't realized by a lot of kids nowadays is like stick and ball sports can 100% be utilized in racing. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yes. And the, the kids that think that you can't, like it does. I promise you it does. Go play quarterback and show me how the mental of quarterback playing quarterback is comparative to sprint car racing. Oh, yeah. It's 100% comparative. Absolutely. Being a pitcher, yep. you know, being a goalie, you know, doing whatever sport you want to play. Hand-eye coordination. It's 100% something everything. you can utilize in racing. So I think that my quarterback career will be something that will help me, you know, in mm-hmm. sprint car racing. Not so much with the mental yet, but uh, we'll get there. We'll definitely get there. So the old man was a mod driver. Yep. A-mods. A-mods. Yep. Okay. How long? So, I mean, is he still racing his day? Retired? Nope. Nope. I tried to get him in the sprint car a couple times this year. I tried to get him in Mike Steen's car today at the Arrive and Drive. Yeah. And uh, he wouldn't. He What's wouldn't. wrong with a non-wing car? Well, he, you know, he works on a wing car. You just, you got to drive what you work on, right? <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> we would have put him in it. Yeah. Well, he would have had a hard time getting in that thing. No, he's got two hip replacements. And, you know, the whole shebang. Oh, he's so he'd fit in a wing car better. Oh, well, well, you can go through the side. You can go through the side. What? You can crawl through the roof. Well, you got to get up there, though. Yeah, he don't got that flexibility. We had the ladder. 
You're just a flexible guy. Oh my wow. god! Wow, that's what she said. <laughs> wow. Oh my goodness! Y'all just like met in person for the first time today. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> so baby, that sprint car racing connection is all it is. Yes. Yeah. Just so, so you know, SPC. you're a flexible guy. I sat in his car. That's like you know, that's that's like that's a, we got a connection. First base, there. baby. Yeah. Oh my. Oh my there. goodness! You yeah. guys are taking a whole another level. <laughs> yeah. All right, it's 20 minutes in. My God. Yeah. You ran my receiver. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. Hundred percent. You strapped in. My belts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> See, look at this. Yeah. We're, we're like creating race car Valentine's crotch cars. Strap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can't. Oh, you can't see. Here, let me get that for you. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah. 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 Everybody. Everybody. I tightened up to today. It was like. And I'm like, you tighten? They're like, yeah. And then I'm like, I grab it. And I'm like, oh no, you're getting more yeah, clicks. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh yeah. Well, I people do... don't know. No, they don't. No. I don't even know. Right. Like I think I'm tight. Well, shit, your belts were already at the whole left rear. Oh, my God, dude. So that, <laughs> so I think that kind of, I well, we'll talk about this. But here, I'm just going to say it right now. That's kind of why I think I was driving like an idiot the first like four oh, laps why? I was out there because the crotch belt was in my left nut the entire time, that's cutting off the circulation to my brain. Oh, Jesus. That's terrible. <laughs> that's terrible. I couldn't concentrate. That's what we're going with? Absolutely. God, that's my next excuse. <laughs> I'm going to yeah, add that to my arsenal. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> my crotch belt was my suffocating nuts my nuts. killing me. Crotch belt, <laughs> hung a left turn on my left nut. So when was it that the, uh, when the old man hung up the, uh, hung up the helmet? Uh, I think that was 2009 or 2010, something like that. Uh, it's been a while though. You know, he, he hadn't been to a, a dirt track race since I, you know, for years up until I brought him to Cedar Lake in 2020, 2020, I guess, actually. Mm. Um, that was the first time he'd been to a dirt track race since 2009 or 2010. It had been almost a decade or a full decade since wow. he'd been to one. So he was a fully away from it. And now here we are two years later, fully right back into it, you know. Right. I mean, and I mean, that's a long time away to be from the track. Absolutely. So yeah. let's get into the sprint car and things. Sure. Now. Yeah. Driving carts. You did that three quarters of a year stint after, you know, going through high school and everything. And you decided to just hop back in a cart. And then all of a sudden, where in the world did all of a sudden you got the light bulb went off and you're like, I'm going to jump in a wing sprint car. Uh, we went to Arlington one night to go race carts. And my father and Steve Steen were good friends back in the day when he used to race a mods at Arlington. Cause Steve was the, was the flag man. And my dad was one of the only people that wouldn't give him a ton of hell. So they, just became friends. Mm, nice. We went back to Arlington, um, and uh, we happened to run across the scenes, and they started showing me their car, and you know, talking about how this doesn't cost as much as an A mod does. You know, it's not right. as much as a stock car right now. It's not fifty thousand dollars like this other car is. You know, you can get into a sprint car for relatively cheap in terms of racing. Um, but uh, he walked me through the car, and then I started working on it. And uh, we started going out there like every week to just go work on the sprint car and see how things would roll and, you know, learn everything on the car, you know. And Michael let me drive it in the mechanics race uh, last year, you know, and that was kind of the great way to end the year. And in November of, of last year, we went and bought uh, the car from, from Neil Stevens down in, down in southern Minnesota there. So bought a 305, got the trailer, got the whole shebang. The Steens are nice enough to let us pretty much run out of their shop. Because we live, I live in Rochester. My dad lives in Minnetonka. We can't keep 
I live in an apartment, so you know, right. I can't keep a, a sprint car tough. there. Yeah, it's right. tough tough to keep a sprint car. I'm there. gonna need like five parking spaces. Yeah, right. <laughs> yep, and overhead and everything else. You know, right. so um, they're nice enough to let us keep their car there, work on it there. They let us keep the trailer there for the whole winter. You know, they're just they're wonderful people. Who without them, if I wouldn't have come across them that night, just like if I wouldn't have called Matt Bull that day randomly, um, I wouldn't be doing any of this stuff. You know, right. so. How this lined up is just unbelievable. Just the yeah. big butterfly effect. It is. Yeah. It is. Right. Exactly. You know, so sprint car it was. And uh, and we bought into the whole program. And, you know, start of this, you know, first year, this was, this was this was it. We went to Cedar Lake and that's where it all began. That's another thing that gives me a really emotional connection to Cedar Lake, which I already had in the first place. But race a sprint car for the first time there was unbelievable heck yeah unbelievable. so speaking of cedar lake uh before that did you ever were you ever up in our neck of the woods just going there as a fan or watching your dad do you ever race there i had never heard of cedar lake until 2020 as terrible as that really? sounds i had never heard of cedar wow. lake stop um, recording when i yep i know i know it's terrible but when we were in arlington it just wasn't a place that people really talked about mm. you know a mods down there imca stuff with cedar lake not really being an imca track True. i don't know what it was back in the that. day Soda, nascar yeah yep. but um um, it's been IMCA down there in Southern Minnesota for, you know, the last 30, Decades, 40 years, yeah. you know, so those IMCA guys were never really going up there. We went to Fairmont, we went to Jackson, we went to, you know, a lot of places down in that neck of this neck of the woods, Redwood Falls, you know, places like that. So, um, but you come to Cedar Lake and, and you see a lot of different stuff like all Cedar right. Lake is a racetrack. Yeah. Like Southern Minnesota is all horse tracks that got built up into racetracks exactly. big old half miles yep yeah exactly arlington being a great example of that you know it's a wonderful place but cedar lake is a, a racetrack you know it's set up for racetrack it's set up for sprint cars it's set up to do the big shows you know it's set up to have the world of outlaws come in and it's just a different type of atmosphere cedar lake is very much comparable to like a houston or a jackson and it always should be because yep. that's what i'm racing with you know down there so right it's always comparable and i want to race there for as long as i can mm-hmm you know. No, absolutely, man. I I just it's it's situations like I was kind of telling you my story of how I got involved with it, and I've said it on the podcast a number of times. I'm not going to repeat it, but um, it's just crazy how you know, like you like you said, your dad was involved with the racing for a long time, and it was a complete different genre of car. And then you get away from it, high school sports and all that stuff. And then you just end up getting back into a cart. And I mean, just how people get involved in this nowadays, it's just the stories are crazy. Yeah. The other thing I'd like to super point out is like how much racing is a family. You know, this is talked about a lot, but like yep. the amount of people who have just come out of the woodwork to oh, yeah. help us this year. Yep. We have been stranded in water at certain times this year you know whether it be the steens or the johnsons or matt bowl or anybody out here at cedar lake you know the chevaliers and everybody else that have helped us it's just a it's a different type of atmosphere than you would get in any other sport i think and it's really just understanding the struggle I think. almost in any other class yeah the sprint car yeah. class is a bigger family than i think any other class like the modified light models i mean you got your friends in there but everybody's competition right the sprint cars it's all fun it's like dude we're just we're just out there and have fun and right you know, have some fun and the you don't help anybody out as much as you can. Oh, yeah. yeah. Somebody gets to an accident, you know, nine times out of ten, you know, unless like, I was, what do you need? It's what do you need? What do you need help with? You know, and yeah. then if you got to gaggle people around, then, yeah, you kind of you back off just because right. they got their people or right. they got their closer people. But, I mean, even if you don't, if you've met the guy three times. Right. You need a shock. You need a bar. You need, what do you, what do you need? You need a radius rod. You know, right. What do you, what do you need? Yep. And, that, and that's just, it goes for everybody. Even if it's my biggest competitor, somebody I'm running against 
for points. Like I'd rather them be on the racetrack than not, you know, right. for yeah. a multitude of reasons, but outside oh, yeah. of the fact that we just want to have the cars on the racetrack. Yeah. Like, for example, like you're running for rookie of the year, the guy you may be battling with, right. he gets knocked out. And I mean, obviously you both busted your asses all year. And I mean, unfortunately, if they don't have the parts and pieces to get back on track, then that yeah, that's might be how the point situation ends up and how right. you end up with it. But yeah, getting it done on the track is how I'm pretty sure every racer wants to get it done. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, a, a win's a win, though. Yeah, yep. fair. So Take fair. them anyway, you can get them. So, I mean, and, and, and I mean, I don't care whether it's the classes that you're running, Dan, or what we're doing up here with the UMSS. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't care what anybody says. Just any, even any other class out there that runs under it, trying to win these things, it's it's a full-time job. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's you know. full 40 hours a week. You got to be putting into this stuff at least. Oh, yeah. yeah. Getting it done in the shop and all that stuff and showing up to the track prepared and everything. I mean, it is a full-time job on top of your full-time job. 100%. Coming, coming from a, a non-racing background, I really wish the rest of the world understood what racing actually is. Yeah. It's not just, first of all, it's not just getting the car and turn left. It's very far from that, first yeah, of all. absolutely. Secondly, the amount of work you have to do outside of the money that you spend is a gargantuan amount of of work that I don't think the average person can really wrap their head around. It's just endless. Yeah, exactly. And we're at a grassroots level, you know, yep, you, keep, you keep moving up and it's just unbelievable what happens. Yeah, yep. It's not just like every, it's not just Monday through Friday. We come home from the old nine to five right. and crack open a beard, spin a couple bolts. Yeah. I mean, well, we've done that a couple of times, but hey, it's what it is. Hey, shit happens, you know, it's maintenance program i mean whatever sorry for partying (laughs) (laughs) but that's the other thing you you got to give that stuff up you know like especially in in our situation personally i got to go to work five days a week and then drive two hours to go to the race shop on a friday and do all my maintenance on friday because i work all week you know and then saturday morning we do all our stuff we race till whatever time and then you got to drive two hours back and do the whole spiel again yeah it's a whole for it it's just a whole it's just it's a completely different you know life than having my car right there and being able to do all that stuff on a 40 hour a week type of basis i got to do 40 hours of maintenance and four hours right oh yeah no it's a lot of work man and obviously it paid off for you this year yeah you know obviously uh, just keeping up with the fid stuff and everything just seeing everything how your season went there was a lot of ups there was a lot of downs oh tons of downs yeah so but i mean like you said you put the work in and you end up winning the rookie of the year at arlington this year congratulations on that thank you that's a that's a huge accomplishment especially with being your first time in a full-size wing sprint car yeah so let's just start from the beginning of the season, you know, just kind of give us a, a rundown of how your season went, mm-hmm. some highs, some lows, you know, what got you to getting that accolade of being named Rookie of the Year at Arlington Speedway this year? Well, I kind of mentioned already that we started off the year at Cedar Lake. Um, that was the first time I'd ever driven a sprint car, which, again, unbelievable feeling to be pushed out onto the racetrack. And to this day, I get chills thinking about that moment of being pushed out onto the racetrack for the first time for my feature with just an unbelievable just insane amount of adrenaline and and excitement and nervousness and, and all of those things running at once and then being able to turn laps on that racetrack was just an unbelievable feeling you know whether it be the hot laps heat racer a feature being involved at that racetrack is unbelievable so it was a blessing to do that um learning the car wise it took me probably half a season to figure out just the basics of driving the car and then it took the rest of the season to like learn how to drive fast laps right because i did not get fast which i'm still not fast you know but i I didn't get fast to an extent till probably yeah there it's probably a better word right i didn't get comfortable till about three quarter of the way through the season Mm. that last quarter of the season after we bent our second car um which i'll get into that but um 
that was just when things started to click. But at the beginning of the year, it was like learning stuff like you're not supposed to slide. You're not supposed to be sideways through the corner like you watch all these other cats and the outlaws do. There's a reason that they do that. You know, we got a 305. You got to drive the car differently. You got to right. drive it straight. You know, you can't throw the thing in there. You know, even with the non-wing, you can't really throw the thing in there the way like that you visually think that these people are when yeah, you watch it from the outside. Right, exactly. You know, so learning that stuff was big, but like I kind of mentioned already, the big thing was the mental the mental of, of sprint car racing that I had to gradually learn throughout the season, especially at the beginning of the year. You know, at the beginning of the year, it was really just like, oh, we're having fun. You know, I get to be here. I get to turn laps. Then the competitive side kicks in. Oh, yeah. And it's like, nah, okay. Well, now we don't want to just be here. Like, we want to be competitive. I want to pass some cars. Like, we yeah. want to do this thing I want to go real. forward. Right. You know? I want to take a half a second off my laptop. Yeah. Yeah, right. And, and when that kicks in, then I started to treat it not as a fun thing anymore. But as like I'm playing a football game, mm -hmm. you know, and getting intense and getting stuff like that. So when that happened, things like maintenance would fall. You know, I'd be like upset at the racetrack and like I wouldn't make the changes properly that I need to do on the car. Or I had something that I needed to fix and I wouldn't fix it properly, which led to even more DNFs and led to even more problems. Setup wise, we had to find a base that I liked. Mm -hmm. And in the middle of the summer, we had that drought in southern Minnesota. So every night was a skating rink, and that was when I bent two cars in a matter of a month, you know, at the Damn. same racetrack in the same corner for the same problem. One time I spun, and one time another rookie spun, you know, and it's just like it, there's nothing we could do. And we're, we're learning this stuff that, that guys that we're racing against who have been out there for 20 years, right? 17 years, 10 years, whatever. Little rookie on rookie crime. Yeah, right. That's what it ended up being. Luckily, that's all it was. Yeah. But, you know, it just was a completely different racetrack to be on than what we sh probably should have been learning on. You oh, know? yeah, for sure. And so we bent a ton of stuff, which led to even more downs because, you know, you bend stuff, you spend a bunch of money, you don't get any happier, you know. Right. Nobody well, then gets... you're rebuilding the cars, and the cars are a little bit different. Right. You know, the same program, I and mean, then the, the car drives different. So no, I, I, I totally understand what you're saying. Went from a straight standard maxim to a big max to a triple X. Like those are all three completely different Ooh, cars. Wow. You know, like, Beijing bullet. Wuhan yeah. war wagons. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. What car worked best? Triple X. I that's got no yeah, Was it lazy? X I drove. Was it lazy? Would you describe it as a lazy car? No. Really? No. Okay. But it was by far the most reactive car I've had. Yeah, when I drove that triple X, it was it was stupid fast. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, it's just it was, uh, from a was, lot of people I've heard of the triple X's are lazy. Johnny, Johnny, Cam said it about Johnny's car. It's a lazy car. Johnny said it was a lazy car. But other people that have run triple X's just said they're just well, lazy. Well, those are not wings though. Wing True. cars. The wing cars. The triple X. I mean, that was the most. Like if I if I pointed, it went. It was weird. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. And the the chassis flex a lot more mm. for whatever reason. I mean, probably some reason. China metal. There that's that Beijing metal. That's <laughs> what I thought was going to get brought yeah. up. To be honest with you, that's fine. But you know they they flex a lot more too. So like the way you set them up is just like you set them up tighter, and they're naturally going to be freer. Yeah. When I drove the race stock triple X car, that car was stupid, man. It would just like point steer, point steer. It was it was dumb, man. Hmm. I wish I knew what I knew now driving a wing car in that car. Man, I would have been so much better. Because that car worked. It was good and had a decent motor. And just, you know, my mentality every time I ever drove a wing car was just to make laps with the 360s, you know, collect that paycheck and have fun, race around the bottom. But knowing that, I wish I almost had that car now because it, it was fast, man. Yeah, the Triple X has been, it's been great to me. You Heck know? yeah. So yeah. once you got back into the Wuhan War Wagon, yep. 
things started to look back up. Yeah, 100%. I mean, pretty much at that point, the goal was like, let's not bend another car. Right. Which we inevitably did at Cedar Lake when I took that hit at the 100. Oh, yeah. That yeah. was a hit. That was a hit. Remember yeah. that? My yeah. knee felt that one 100%, and I did not see it coming at all. Damn. Right. All the way from the top to the bottom, whatever. But, um, you know, and then honestly, those last two weeks at Arlington, after we bent it, the car worked even better. So, hey, you know, hey. <laughs> I mean, we ended up having some motor issues with a mag, but like, whatever, you know, like we just, it's, let's just finish the season strong here and do something. In the famous words of lightning lure, it's metal. It don't know it's bent. Yeah, exactly. There you go. And it doesn't have any feelings. It doesn't care. It you don't know? matter. It don't know which way it's pointing. Right. Same measure reads the same though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it was a strong end of the season, you know, and we, like I said, we, we led our first laps at Arlington, which was an unbelievable feeling. Heck that's yeah, cool. man. That's awesome. It's crazy being in clean air on a big half mile because I've raced in dirty air the whole year. Yeah. And then you get right. out in clean air and it's like, whoa, the car's what's working. Up? Right. Like, wow. Right. What's happening? You know, and you can turn fast laps. So like everything starts to make more sense when you're yep. out there. But um, Hell yeah, man. yeah, it was it, it was great. Next year, we're really we're really aiming to step up what we're doing, though, you know, especially with the finishes. There's a lot of DNFs this year, yeah. like an ironic amount of DNFs. So some more consistency. Consistency. Absolutely. And, and you know, just like a podium would be nice. Hell yeah, you know, man. I, I, I don't even really need a win because like I haven't put my dues in like a lot of these other cats have. Right. You know, the racing god gods will give me that moment when they yep. want me to oh yeah at any moment that any given saturday right any hey, any night can be your night man yep. all the cards align the moon the stars all that stuff well, it, it don't matter and that's really what it is too you have man machine and physics that all need to come together in one specific night under all of these circumstances like the racing portion of that is the most amazing thing so for there not to be racing gods screw you and you also <laughs> gotta draw good too that too yeah yeah yeah, yeah. The Which old pill drop. Can't start last every race. You can put that into the physics portion, I think. Yeah, it's <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> it's all about how you hit that inner button. Yep. Yeah, that's true. Ninety-nine of hundred. So we, we actually get to pull the pill. What? what? Yeah. Coffee can. Come to Jackson. Or a bingo ball. Nos can. What? Whoa. Come to Jackson, baby. Wow. Natties at Arlington. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> no, no, no. Jeez. Jackson. Jackson. Because Arlington, we get the we got the IMCA point stuff, so you got to line everything up by points. We don't get to draw anything at Arlington. Not even for the heat race. Nope, nope. That's what? all based off of points. Yep. So like, if you're the best guy at Arlington, Trevor Service, Mike Steen, whatever, like you're starting dead last in the heat race every time. That's pretty much your hot laps. Jeez. So that's why these guys don't hot lap because they just go run a heat race, and as long as you make the top five, you make the invert, which then again they'll start in the back of the feature. So, like, when Trevor Service or Mike Steen goes and wins a feature at Arlington, they're passing 13 other cars to get to the front damn, because that's damn. how the IMCA sets their stuff up. Wow. That sucks. There's no, there's no starting on the pole and leading every single lap. So what if I was, like, a first-timer coming to Arlington? Where would I start? In the back. If you don't have a points average. Like, if, if it's middle of the season yep. and, you, and you come there, you don't have a points average, you got to start in the back. So what if I show up the second time? First. You're going to start on the pole. Unless, about- unless you went and won. From the back, then you're going to probably start in the back, you know? But right. it, Like, let's say you go there and run. Like, let's say there's 15 cars. You go there and run seventh. seventh. Yep. You're going to start first in the, in, in the heat race the next week. Really? Yeah, because you'll have the lowest points average out of all of us. Hmm. So that's how the IMCA works. And then, like, um, the only time the IMCA point stuff doesn't come into play is Eagle. And that's when we have pill draw. Okay. And that's when it's, like, 1 through 200. If you pull 1 to 99, that's your pill for that day. The next day, the, the lowest you can draw is 101. So, hmm. like this year, Mike Steen pulled a 99 the first day and then pulled a 197 the second day. 
You can't get shafted any harder by the pill drop. Yeah, no shit. I've been like that for two years. Man. You can't get shafted it's any harder. It's been so bad for me. Hey, Mike, what'd you pull? 91. Hey, Mike, what'd you pull? 88. Mike, what'd you pull? 84. What'd you pull? 95. <laughs> I kind of forget that the UMSS is draw redraw, too, it's isn't it? draw redraw 24. I forgot that. Yeah. Yes. Passing points are a premium, man. Oh, man, I totally forget about that. Well, yeah, and it's hard to do passing points in a one-lane track with a pack in the first car, you know, the first heat race out there. So it's uh, it's frustrating at times. And then, you know, you, you run the top eight for redraw for, you know, the feature and whatnot. So it's, uh, dude, it, it, it's it's a wild card, man. And it's there always nuts. seems to be those folks that pull the one. Always. Their horseshoe stuff so fucking far. Like it's the 50 unbelievable. Car? The 50 car seems to be on the pole. Dude, or? Brad Peterson, Brad Cunningham, these <laughs> mother truckers got, dude, man, they're so lucky. And I can't complain because, like, my last two years have been terrible. But the years before that, man, it was like I went two years without being off the front row, heat race or feature. It was stupid. So right. I just, uh, you know, I'm paying my dues, yeah. losing them. Oh, that's absolutely right. Yeah. I mean, I'm happy I can come back to Cedar Lake next year and do the whole draw-redraw thing again. That'll be nice. Get to have one more year at Cedar Lake and then 305. No. Two years. Two years. Two more years. Two years. You're right. You're right. Sorry. Two more years. And you're grandfathered in? Yeah. I'll be in my stock Chevy short block. I'm one of the lucky few that gets to come back. My 1994 GMC 1500. Pulled out of the U-Paul lot over in Blaine off of 65. Yep, drawing 194 out of 200 coming at you. Yep. <laughs> Can't wait to make that redraw to start eighth. Yep, yep. So, heck of an accomplishment. Rookie of the year. Yeah, first year you. in the car, man. That's a hell of an accomplishment. Like you said, you're looking in 2023. You're looking for some more consistency. Mm-hmm. Uh, get rid of the DNFs, maybe a podium, top five, you yep. know. Yep. I think those are all achievable goals. I would say so. I mean, I, ho- I hope so. If you're not advancing like that come year two, well, maybe it's time to go do media stuff full time. You know, but uh, come to the dark side. Yeah, that is what it is. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, you know, I mean, it's just it's just a blessing to be involved in the sport overall. So, like, whether I go out there next year and achieve those goals or not, like, I plan on it. But if I don't, God bless the fact that I get to drive a sprint car. One hundred percent. That's just the big thing. There's not a lot of people that get to do that. No, yeah. I mean, I, I don't care what anybody says. I mean, some people are just naturally born with the talent to drive a race car. Some people are naturally born with the skill set to be able to learn how to do a skill set like that. Right. Some people, they're going to give it 110% every time they're out there, and unfortunately, they're just not going to figure it out. Right. And that sucks because they're pouring their heart and soul into it, and they just, it's just, it's not clicking. Yep. And it's, I mean, it is what it is. I can tell you that I at least saw time changes this year to say that I'm getting a little bit better. Like the first feature at Arlington, my fastest lap was a was an eighteen to one, on a half mile, about three five, and then my last race of the season it was a sixteen four. Oh, so definitely two seconds. Yeah, like that's just something I'm happy to look at. You know, like that, that and rookie of the year, the two things I can point to because prior to this year, the rookies went crazy at Arlington. Like right. last year, there was four rookies that won at Arlington, which is amazing. Wow, Damn. the competitions there is just nuts like you got to race against trevor service and mike scene every week just those two alone is annoying the fact that i got to see the 10 car every week <laughs> right but um you know it just yeah i mean arlington that's what it is right on man so right on. other than that plan on going back to arlington next year already sounds like you know I'll probably see it's lake yeah oh definitely yeah. next year you're gonna run some umss stuff with yep. us 
Um, if the wing cars in our division venture out away from Cedar Lake, I mean, we, I mean, what other? We got Eagle Valley that they've been to. Ogilvy, uh, Ogilvy, Ogilvy. I really want to race the Ogilvy show. Ogilvy is awesome. I'm gonna and kind of rumor is World of Outlaws will be there that weekend as well. Huh? Yeah, yep. we're we're racing there twice yep. next year. Where normally we only go there and the wings once. And non wings will be there at both shows. And the rumor is World of Outlaws will be there. No shot. Yep. We can say Whoa. shit. Oh. That's yeah. insane, dude. Yeah. Dude, that's, that'll be a really cool show. That's the amazing. hot rumor. And they've never been there before. I kind of want to run like a 305 Outlaw kind of thing where I'm going to run like IMCA, UMSS, kind of do all that stuff. So go into those shows for sure. Yeah. yeah. That'll be fun. All the away shows from Cedar Lake are a blast because then you get to experience different tracks. Yeah. And you also, you know, you'll gain more experience, all that other, you know, crap. And you, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's best, man. Go to the mother tracks. It's so much fun. I would like to see a little bit more of a merger, though, between the Cedar Lake crowd and the Southern Minnesota Arlington crowd. You know, like I, it's it's weird, kind of how much distance there is, like between those two right. racing families, if you will. Yeah. I saw it close a lot more this year, yeah, compared to last year. Oh yeah, we saw some we saw some other guys up here that would normally run with us. Yeah, that came out and like if it was like a Friday show or they weren't racing at like an Arlington or wherever down there that yep. weekend, they came and ran with us. Yeah, yep, which is great to see. So now that they've got that one race under their belt, they can come back and race with us next year. Yeah, like I can tell you half the field at Arlington was going to come to Cedar Lake next year, pending that not being the, the announcement. Now, that's fine that it happened. You know, It's not that big of a deal, but right. like that would have been a solid crowd of cars. That, that right. makes that merger uh, a little the bit The numbers easier. would be through the roof. Yeah. Uh, next year's wing class for the UMSs is going to be ridiculous. Yeah, it's going to be a lot more, I think. Yeah. yeah I think they'll be pushing 30 Every night, I, <laughs> I I would hope so. You know, with I mean, we I I know for sure three guys that are buying cars to run UMSS were driving Mike Steens at the at the arrive and drive today. Yeah, and three guys that drove my cars, they were all interested in buying my car this weekend. Well, there you go. So, and I mean, it's uh, it's crazy to see. I mean, the sport's definitely growing. Yeah, it's, it's insane. Can we talk about how beautiful it is? Because in the last two years that I've been involved in this, I've watched it grow already. So, for yeah. you guys that have been around for the last five, ten, fifteen, twenty years, you know, anybody watching this, you guys have really seen the change and how much sprint cars now have so much support. Mm. You know, and is that because of the world of outlaws? Is that because of what's happening at the group, you know, the grassroots level with all of the stuff we're doing? You know, I don't know. But regardless, it's it's a huge change. And I'd, I'd love to see racing in general having more popularity. Well, I think the biggest thing with, with the sprint cars is now that we have a home track at Cedar Lake Super Speedway. So you got, you know, you got 15 races with the non-wings. You got 10 with the wings. So you have a home track so people can buy their car and they know where they can race every week. Right. Where back in the day, you had to, you know, travel and run, you know, a race here, a race there, up north, do a swing, down south, do a swing, you know, vice versa and whatnot. But now that you have a home track, it's definitely changed the game. Yeah. Yeah. That, that definitely helps. No, it definitely does. I, I agree. And I think another thing of it is, I mean, obviously, you've always had your World Outlaws. Yep. You've always had USAC. Yep. You've always had the All-Stars. Obviously, the, you know, Lucas Oil and all that stuff. But you're starting to see, like, the Renegade brand, for example, we've got four other sister series that run under our brand. Right. Consistently. You you see these other pop-up, whether it's like these uh, Power Eye series that are running down south, Oklahoma, Texas, Kansas, wherever, you got all these series that are running out west. Yep. I mean, there was like another renegade brand that popped out in like Idaho this year. Yep. The Rocky Mountain guys or whatever it was. Wow. Uh, I mean, it's it's just, it's growing. Yep. I mean, and I think that does have a lot to do with it because you're in a demographic that might not be sprint car country, which if you think about it, our neck of the woods is not sprint car country. Not at all. 
Not no. at all. Nope. Now, like, towards your neck of the woods, Dan? Down towards Jackson, he said... That's like, sprint car country. That's, then you get into Iowa, and yep. then you're definitely in sprint car country. Yeah, right? but when you start venturing north on 35, we're talking late models, modifieds. Oh, yeah, especially once you get above the metro area. There's no, there's nothing... Everything's below it that's sprint cars. Everything above it, it's not really much. Absolutely. O- Ogilvy's kind of the only place that runs sprint cars, and that's like, wow, two, three times a year, maybe? It, well, yeah, I mean, if you're lucky, I mean, maybe. we went there once. This year, we yeah. went there once two years ago, I believe it was. But now we're getting hopefully the double shows next year. And the crazy thing about Ogilvy, man, is whenever we've had our shows there, the place is packed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Lights it's, out. yeah. And this year, it was just our UMSS brand where two years ago, the Midwest Power Series was there with us. Oh, really? And, but no, regardless, it was still packed this last year. Just busy. Yeah. It was awesome. So something we're doing is clearly doing it right because we're going all the way out to Ogilvy. We're heading out west. And we're drawn in a crowd. Do you guys think, this is a question for you, but both of you actually, but do you guys think there's enough places to race sprint cars in Minnesota, Wisconsin? Like, do you think places like Deer Creek should like open up to sprint cars? Or well, like, like something like we've been at Deer Creek before for a couple of years. And it's just, it's just a huge modified crowd. Down it's there, huge. You know what I mean? Like USMTS stuff. They'll run, you know. USRA mods, USRA B mods, Wasota B mods, and then you know the USRA hobby stocks, and they're just they're it's so big down there that I don't think if they bring sprint cars in, you know, it just people don't come. You know, the bottom line is when sprint cars go to tracks, there's a lot of people that don't go to the tracks because they don't want to wait for sprint cars, they don't want to see push trucks, and when you go to a track that is not ready for sprint cars and there's three push trucks, it does drag the show on. Sure. It does. But you sure. go to a real sprint car track like Knoxville, Hussett's, Jackson, where there's 24 push trucks when there's 24 sprint cars, it's not an issue. Right. I mean, I'd rather wait for push trucks than B-Mods all right. day. You know what I mean? The Cedar Lake B-Mod show is a disaster. <laughs> it's 45 minutes of carnage. <laughs> well, that's Arlington. Dude, it's, it's a clown show. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You know, and nothing against the B-Mod drivers of this, but just the cautions, the yellows, the same people every day. Week, right. not enough tow trucks. Sure, man, the sprint cars look like World of Outlaws. There, right? It's so dumb. It's so fast. Just, I, I think that's the biggest thing that is definitely not bringing us to all the tracks that we used to go to and whatnot. Because there are not enough push trucks. And now, if you go into a track and you're bringing twenty beam or twenty non-wing cars, and you're bringing twenty wing cars, I mean that's forty push trucks. Sure. I mean, you know yeah. what I mean. If you don't have that at the track, it does drag on, and people don't show up and watch that. Do you it, think you could rely on? The people bringing their own stuff because Arlington, like Arlington, for example, we don't have any push trucks. We have two people, Bob and, and Levi, that drive around with their side by sides. And if somebody needs to get pushed off on the racetrack or something, they do it. Otherwise, we push off from the pit lane with our four wheelers. Well, the big the biggest deal with that is now a lot of tracks with their insurance policies. Sure. So when we were racing at St. Croix fall time, and we would venture to Cedar Lake. What have been three, four times a year when right, yeah. when St. Croix was our home track, we could still we could push off with the push with the with the four wheelers oh. and park in the infield and watch the race. Oh wow! Well, then it graduated to okay, no more parking in the infield with the four wheelers. Then it graduated to no more pushing off with the four. No more pushing off with the four wheelers. And it's just it's slowly gotten away for that. So now we are relying on push vehicles, and more trucks are go- or more tracks are going to this. Yeah. So where we're relying on them, where what, the example at the All Star Race at Cedar Lake, dude, uh, an All Star official, or I'm sorry, uh, IRA, sorry, my bad. Wheel hop. Wheel hopped a left rear. Hunter Custer's left rear. 
and rolled his four wheeler down the banking. And they're saying that, okay, when we're out there, we're going to leave it up to the professionals. Okay. My argument is still my driver, regardless if it's Johnny or Mike or Scott or whoever you, I don't care. You're still showing up. I'm showing up as a crew member and we're doing this because there's, we're in a very select group of people that are able or that are capable of doing this skill set. Right. In my mind, we're professionals. We're the professionals. I I, I would agree with that. You yep. know, we, uh, we know our cars the best. We're the ones who do all this stuff. Like, yep. We we should be able to push our stuff off, right? You know. Right. But but I but I see where the insurance companies can have yep. a problem. And there and there has been a couple instances to where there have been there has something has happened to where that has put a a cloud over it, which un, it's understandable and it's involved people that we know, but in the circumstances it, with the reason why. It is to what it is today. I probably would have done the same thing. So I don't blame the guy. But at the same time, it's like, yes, accidents are going to happen. No matter what. No matter what. But are they happening every night? No. They're far and in between. Right. So I get it. Some other, just, I mean, I get the insurance deal. I understand they're watching their own asses. I get it. But it's like, I think now this last year, Cedar Lake is pretty much been ready having four cars lined up on the backstretch for our heat races. They've gotten that figured out. The UMS is saying, okay, we're going to spread out around the track for the feature, get pushed off, stay on the bottom. So the other guys that are getting started are on the top. I mean, that looks more professional. It works too. It does. And it it looks professional, right? It looks good. And there's nothing more badass in a heat race. You got four fire breathing sprint cars lined up nose to nose to nose to nose side by side. Getting ready to be pushed off. I mean, you get a little background music playing, a little Metallica or something, man. I get you fucking fired up, man. Badass. You know, but that's also like good for the stream, right? Which is another part of this that you have to adhere to is the streaming services because they're at every almost every racetrack now is going to have that. If Arlington has it, like everywhere's got it at this point. So you have to adhere to to the streaming service. Oh yeah, no, you got to. It's there's just there's so many revolving doors for everything for everything that's going to be like you said the streaming service the track they want to go 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 get the fans in get them out because i mean the days of the race fan that wants to be at the track until the wee hours excuse me of the morning to watch the races is gone right it's gone people want to get in they got their kids their kids are falling asleep on their laps by nine o'clock and now you just paid x amount of dollars to go in now your kids are crying they're cranky they're screaming and you want to get the hell out of there right you know, I mean, it's just, there's just so much going on. And the streaming services help, but you know, to plug my own YouTube channel again, like that's where my YouTube stuff became a thing. Like that's where like Hunt the Front and all these guys started posting their race vlogs. Cause right. like it's at a certain point too, the kids don't want to watch something for three and a half hours. No. Like they might watch no. it for 15, 20 minutes. Well, right. that's where my videos are great. You know, you yep. want to see what I did on Saturday night, pull up the 15, 20 minute video. Yeah. It's on my YouTube channel. You can go watch it. You know, you don't have to sit there for three hours and three, you know, three hours, 30 minutes yep. if you don't want to. Yeah, and it's not like these, you know, and it's, I mean, and technology is getting better, and some streaming services have this, some don't, to where, like, if they've got the chapter tagged or whatever, it'd be like, okay, well, all right, the 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 late models heat race was at 5 minutes and 30 seconds. Yeah. Sprint cars are at 12 minutes and 15 seconds, where you could just jump ahead. No, you're on the forward button going, and you're guessing, all of a sudden, you're like, all right, well, let's just go off of math, and let's just say 10 minutes. The next thing you know, you're on the second sprint car heat race. Yep. I got a backup and you're searching everywhere, you know. Yep. I mean, and I'm sure that's all stuff that'll get figured out down the road. I mean, oh. these streaming services are smart. Yeah. You know, 100%. they'll figure it out. Dirt Vision will be, you know, oh, Dirt yeah. Vision's the pioneer of a lot of this stuff. It just, I mean, Flow obviously too, but 
the dirt advancement of dirt vision has been unbelievable over the last two years. Yeah, I really like the in studio stuff. Yeah, that they do man like that's just I don't know it's badass. Even it's the, so just, cool. Just the stuff with Chase that they do. Yeah, you know, go golfing with Spencer Baston. Yeah, like, sure. Yeah, you yeah. know why not? They got that they one get, lap, one beer deer on like you that. on flow. Yep. Yeah. Or whatever it is. I mean, that's one just... One lap, one beer. That's yeah. phenomenal. It's genius. You know, and then it's freaking genius. If there's a red flag with the sprint cars, you go side by side with the views, and you play one of those things while the sprint cars are going red, and they're cleaning yep. up the racetrack. You know, yep. it just adds to oh, the streaming. And the open red deal lights out. Yeah. People changing the front ends right there in the work area. It's awesome. Yep. Phenomenal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's all good. And one last argument to, like, the whole, like, we were talking about earlier with, like, people with nobody wants to watch sprint cars get pushed off. Yep. It takes forever, blah, blah, blah. If you go, like, so for our series, if you go and look at stuff, nine times out of ten, we're green to checker. It's unbelievable. And our races are less than ten minutes. Phenomenal. That's something I'm very amazed with Cedar Lake, because that doesn't happen down where I'm at. Yep. Like, I think Jackson. Well, I you rookies. Oh, well, probably. <laughs> that's probably right. Yeah. Right. But, right. yeah, even at Jackson, man, they're just they, the carnage yeah. is insane. And, I mean, I understand that they're half miles. They're bigger, faster tracks. But Cedar Lake, man, it is a three-eighths bull ring. And it's a dust bowl. It's nuts. I love Cedar Lake, but, boy, does it slick off man. like an MF. And you it's know? top bottom yeah. middle it is dude that track is wild and the wing sprint cars put on a hell of a show there yeah and we're in lap traffic in four laps yeah right that's no joke oh. it is stupid and then you watch like the 410s and 360s and watch them boys run and it's yeah. like holy y'all are dumb yeah it's just <laughs> insane like reitzel at that ira show you know he's rubbing the hoosier off on the yellow paint up there oh, it don't matter there. man it don't matter them guys are nuts yeah freaking oh. nuts man well, let's uh let's change course. We got a couple other things we need to talk about here. Yeah. Arrive and drive went down the day, like we said in the beginning. I did. Non-wing debut in the yes, RTS sir. Speedwagon, man. Yes, sir. Oh, it looked so good. We had the GoPro. Yeah. Taylor Jolin Photography took over the FID camera. Yep. Get, what? Oh, yeah. Can't yep. wait to see the footage, man. I'm, I can't wait for the- TJP on the FIG? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> nice job, Slim. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm excited to see what you put together from Me this too. whole weekend for yourself. I mean, obviously because RTS is involved, but yeah, you know, yeah, a big I, one. I watch it all, man. I'm just excited to see, uh, like you said, carts, wing car, never been in a non-wing. No, no. Tell us about it. Tell People want to know. Very, very different. I mean, obviously that racetrack was rubbered down like, you know, well, it was rubbered up. Let's just put it that way. And uh, you had had a couple tires that were uh, were a little bit bald, so I was out there trying to probably no, a little bit too nothing hard. Nothing but the best. I was trying to little. Well, I don't expect the guy to put no, you know, nothing. All right, I grinded new on. tires for you. Yeah, right. Grinding, exactly. siping, grooving. Nice guy, Arlington, 305 guy used to tits on his tires. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I was trying probably a little bit harder than I should have at a couple points, but, uh, you know, like... I had my blood pressure raised when I got up there close to the wall. I slid through there a little bit too hard and, you know, everything else. But the big thing is just, like, in a, in a wing sprint car, you go at Cedar Lake, you pretty much drive into the top straight. Yeah. And then the car just turns and it's just gone. And it's like, oh, okay, here we go. We're turning. Can't do that in this, you know. No. You know, and you got to rely so much more on your foot. It's just, it's just, you know, I don't have to, especially like at Arlington. It's a half mile. I got to hold the thing to the floor. That's, it. That's all I got to do. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'll tell you, I appreciate the opportunity because it was a really, really cool opportunity just to feel something different from what I had been doing all, the, all year, which is not like it's super natural to me yet, but yeah. I mean, even just feeling that difference was really cool. And I'd like to do some 
midget stuff in my future, oh. you know, stuff like that. So Chili Bowl. Yeah, Non-wing is a good place to, to start to get that feel, you know. No, absolutely, man. I mean, I said it. Obviously, you were getting your feet wet in there. I know the after, I think, a couple of the first couple laps where you were just getting a feel for the car and everything, uh, like you said, the, the track was rubbered up big time yeah and you ran right through it and you know obviously we had the car snugged up just to make sure nobody would loop it or they got a little out of control or whatever she bucked on you a couple times i was like oh no oh yeah oh no yep yeah it was a little sketchy but and it was fun it was a a ton of fun that was actually the first time i'd ever driven on a rubbered up racetrack ever yeah you look good man it was it was uh it was exciting to watch yeah oh yeah i had a ton of fun i I was nervous i'm sure yeah probably thought i'd be excited to see the gopro footage off the cage yeah. There should have been GoPro footage on me. There should have been all day on you, man. You were... Dude, my knees were weak. My arms are heavy. Settle my down. Palms are Slim. Yeah. Slim. <laughs> Settle down. Settle God, down. No. You did good, man. You did good. You scared me one time when you got a little sideways there and that other car was right behind you. But he checked up and you checked up, so it was good, man. Yeah. You did uh, You did a good job, man. It was It was actually cool to see the car. Like I've only seen the car with you know other people driving it, but that was you were definitely the hardest one in it. So it was cool Good. to watch. I was gonna, I was actually gonna ask that. Was did I drive it the hardest out of everybody that you had on the? Oh, oh yeah, for good. sure. Good. Yep, yeah, except absolutely. Sixteen year old girl. She was giving her. Oh shit. Yeah. yeah she was lights out, man. What are Dude, you talking she about? She did great, man. That was her third time in the car. Yeah, third time she'd done the arriving drive and everything. And yep. the cool thing about watching her was that she. You know, obviously, you start off kind of just a little, you know, slow pace lap, slow pace she lap. She got better every and lap. And then every lap, yep. quicker and quicker and quicker and she quicker. She brought her own pillow to sit on. Yeah, plus my jacket. Then we sat on your car heart. <laughs> oh, Which, wow. who brings a car heart? To it was ride? for <laughs> Taylor, you jackass. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, she's 90 pounds she dripping wet. at once. Yeah, she did. Oh, did she? Yeah. Oh, I saw her with the vest and the RTS hoodie. Yeah, and then she put the car on. She was cold. Oh, I think yeah. she was actually wearing it when she was filming my stuff. Thank you. There you go. Thank you. Sorry, Mike. I just want to get my. Get, so, gonna... DJP was with RTS on FIG? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. There you go. IDK, my BFF, Jill. Oh, boy. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, no, it was killer. So, non wing stuff, obviously, like you said, you'd love to do it again. Yeah. Would you, if someone was like, hey, go race my non wing? 100%. Right on, man. Yeah. Would you be scared if I did that, Mike? Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> good. That's the goal here. Yes. Throw you off. It's a mental game. No, you did good, man. No, it was super. I mean, tracks tacky. I think you'd be just fine. Yeah, you'd be fine. I mean, it was slick, and I mean, like I said, dude, you did the best out of everybody else that drove the car. So, and uh, the non-wing deal is kind of like the wing deal, man. You got to draw a good number, and it's just it's the same stuff. Seat man. time, seat time, yep, seat, seat time. time. Exactly. Yeah, the nice sure. part about today was the fact that like filming that video today versus filming every other race vlog I've done all year. Oh boy, that was beautiful today because I can just you know film it. You know. Yeah. When, I, when I'm at the racetrack on any given Saturday trying to film a vlog, work on my race car, drive the race car, and then make sure somebody's filming me while I'm doing all of this stuff, which a lot of shit. half the time I have to pay somebody to do it because I can't film myself while I'm driving the race car around the racetrack. I right. mean, you probably could, but it wouldn't be the smartest idea. Snapchat king. Yeah, well, Snapchat king would be out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dude, right. he would have his, like, he would have his little, so I don't know, Mike's got his little pop socket knock it it's rock it whatever the fuck you call it pop socket i like what you just said yeah, we'll be able <laughs> to stick it, with rock that. It. yeah i like that yeah. <laughs> he'd have that thing so the little attachment you know that you guys can like he's got one in his pick dash, pick him yeah. up truck you know you put that in a little holder he'd have that thing right on the rock screen and he'd be like what's up 
This is Mike on the Mike, Mike Mueller, RT Sports Podcast. We're getting ready to go. Green, green flags. Yeah, I got to go raise some boys. <laughs> Live stream. Find me on Tinder. Yeah. yeah. One of the best. You got the rest. Welcome to the UMSS, oh. where the engines are optional and the rules are made up. Whoa, I like this one. Oh, yeah. Like no, that it's, that's been a running one for a while, but... Yeah. Nah, man, I hate seeing you out there, and it was badass, man. Yeah. I'm so glad that we were able to – we knocked off two things. You were able to do the non-wing and the yeah. RTS Speedwagon, little FID, RTS, little action on there. Yep. Uh, you got here on the podcast. Yep. That's awesome. Yep. One last thing to cover, and if we don't cover this, I feel like this complete episode's a complete failure. Okay. FID. Yep. We got to talk about it. Okay. What was the idea behind it? What made you start it, and where can what 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 can people find for content on there, and where can they go and find it? Knock it all out. One, two, three, go. Well, uh, I watched Hunt the Front and kind of stole their idea. Honestly, like I saw the vlog was blowing up, and I'm you like, thief. Yep. And then I looked around for sprint car stuff because I'm like, yeah, late models are cool, but looked around for sprint car stuff and found Tanner Holmes, and that was it. Yep. And uh, Tanner Holmes has a specific audience. And I felt there was a large audience that wasn't being captured by his videos. Mm. So I'm like, okay, well, let's start a channel. And I started with go-karts, you know, obviously. Um, but the forged in dirt concept comes from, like, I started racing karts as a kid. Like, I was forged in this racing stuff in the dirt of Arlington Raceway. You know, and the name, ironically enough, was going to be uh, the name of a, a lawn care company that I was going to do that i like I was it. gonna start that like was it. the original plan for the forged and dirt name i like it and then i got into the racing stuff and i'm like well nobody else is doing this around here like and some of the other channels that are doing it aren't really doing it that well right so let's just make something ourselves you know like i couldn't find the content that i wanted to watch so i just made it yeah and you had a vision yeah and you know it it really like, the last couple of months have gotten kind of slim, you know? Like, support in terms of the YouTube channel has kind of fallen off, mostly because my content kind of fell off because I was trying so hard at the end of the year. Yeah, for sure. You know, like I had said, it's not easy to, like, this might sound crazy, but it's not easy to make videos. Not at all. No. Like, Hell it is no, it ain't. so hard to be a race car driver and a vlogger and a, everything else at the same time. Right. You basically have to, like you said, you have to hire a camera crew to follow you around. And right. basically you're saying, hey, find this shot, get this shot. Yep. I'm in the car, I'm out of the car, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. You're basically playing director right. while you're still trying to play a race car driver. And there's so much content that I want to get on any given night, but it's like I can't. Yeah. I, I can't. I have to do this. Just I have too to do busy. that. Yeah. It's one or the other. I have to be a driver. A mechanic on the car. I have to do marketing and networking for my car and do all the sponsorship stuff. You know, I mean, obviously everybody does this, but then then you add in like the YouTube stuff, and like that's just a different level of stuff to do. Yeah, you know, sure, man. Because like if you don't get the right content, you, the editing sucks, and then it takes nine hours to edit, and then it's just like blah 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 blah. You know, I so, feel you. Right. I feel you. Right. And I'm sure you do. You I know? do, man. Doing this stuff is very similar to what I'm doing. It is. Know? It really is. But you know the the. The big thing about Forged and Dirt, though, was like the the local area around Arlington, the amount of genuine support that I have from like just the locals, like people that like come to the racetrack every week. They're walking around with those Forged and Dirt koozies. I don't have any T-shirts or anything yet, but I guarantee you when I get those, if you come to Arlington, there's going to be 20 of them in the stands every night. It's going to look like a cult. Yeah. Yep. And it's just like the, the amount of genuine support that I've gotten from that is unbelievable. And the amount of genuine support I've gotten from Cedar Lake. Yeah. 
also unbelievable. Heck yeah, man. The amount of go-kart kids that have come up to me when I'm at Cedar Lake, and they're like, hey, guess what? I'm going to get in a sprint car when I'm older. And it's just like, oh, that's the coolest thing on the planet. Yeah. That's the coolest is. thing in the world. Heck yeah, man. That World of Outlaws game came out, and you can like make cars with the paint schemes and stuff. And the these new kids, one? Yeah. And these kids are sending me pictures and videos of them driving my car. <laughs> that's and badass. And it's just that's like, sweet. That's unbelievable. Oh, yeah. That's the stuff that hits you. Yeah. Hits you hard. It does. It it's, does. It, it's the coolest thing on the really planet. It really does. You know, you guys get to see all these people walk around with your merch on or yeah. these cars drive around the racetrack with your with your you know logo on there. Like, every single UMSS car has got the RTS logo on there, so you guys get it, you know? Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. These kids look up to what you guys are doing. These people look up to what you're doing. It's just a cool thing to be involved in something like that. No, yeah. it is, especially like we talked about earlier, the family aspect of it and everything. Yep. I mean, we it's it's a whole nother community yeah. that a lot of people, when they go, hey, man, what do you like to do on the side when you're not working? I like to race race cars. I like to work on race cars. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, tell me about that until you come out there and witness it for yourself. Right, exactly. And anytime somebody does, man, it, wheels turn. Oh, yeah, they do. Flip the script. Absolutely. They're like, yeah. damn, this is sweet. Yeah. You guys coming up back here Saturday? Yeah. All right. I'll be there. Yeah. It's yeah. stupid. And a great place to start your addiction to that is at the Forge and their YouTube channel where you yeah. can go watch all my videos, you know, and, and see what the racetrack is like and see what all this stuff is like. Because I try to give that that genuine, like, yeah, it's like a raw. It, it's what's it's a behind the scenes yeah. type yep. deal. I don't doctor the stuff. Like well, like, like I was saying in the earlier part of the podcast here, it's like, I lost my cool. You can go watch it. Yeah. You, you want to watch me freak the fuck you out? You see that I got super pissed <laughs> and then talk to you afterwards and told you why I'm pissed. Yep. Right. Yeah. All right. Sorry, guys. You know, I got I to gotta take a step back here. And uh, I know you guys just watched me freak out. I could have clipped that out, but I left it. But yeah. let's just get serious. Yeah. You know? Right. That's exactly right. Because that's not how it is. Like, people don't just go, ah, oh, shit, I just wrecked all my stuff or I didn't win that race because something stupid happened. All right. Hey, guys. I can just let it go. Yeah. No. That's the best with the raw emotion. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You know, come like I say, come to the racetrack. Come see what the emotions are like in the pits anymore. Absolutely. You know, come watch, one, the drivers, two, the pit guys, and then three, the wives slash fiancés slash girlfriends and how uh, all the heart rates go up and down with that, too. That's a whole other ballgame. Shout out to the racer women. They're just amazing women. So, you know, but... um, yeah, it's just a, it's a whole different world that I don't think people really get. No, it's a whole dude, whole nother, like you just yeah, it's a whole nother world. Yeah. I don't know, there's no other way to put it. So you know, then like I said, you can find my stuff on on YouTube. You can go on Facebook. You can find my stuff on there. TikTok got like three thousand followers on TikTok. Ironically enough, that's like where I get the most support is TikTok. Yeah, I don't know why we're figuring that out there. TikTok's a blast. Yeah, TikTok's great. Yep. And all the kids love TikTok. So yeah, they know, do. They share that stuff like it's no other as well. So TikTok is nice. You can go on there. It's all at Forged and Dirt. If you look that up on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Google, whatever, you'll find it. Um, it's all on there. And then obviously at the same time, make sure you're going to the RTS stuff and, and, and liking all their stuff Thanks, and man. following and doing all that because I want to see some more RTS FID, you know, oh, collaborations yeah, here sure. over the next few years. This media stuff is the stuff that builds audiences. So we just got to keep rolling. No, it absolutely man. does. I mean, that's a lot of stuff on our 2023 agenda. Um, you know, I've got my plan set in stone. I haven't really made a formal announcement on that yet, but you know, trying to get down there and, you know, uh, just going down there to Arlington one night and, you know, going down there with you and getting entwined with the people down there and the racers and the teams and everything and just getting to know them. And, right. 
um, bringing our stuff down there, get some on-spot audio and whatnot played on here. You know, we're trying to graduate into the video side of things and everything, and you know, to get our YouTube content up there, the TikTok. I mean, that's where it is. It's YouTube and right. TikTok right now. That's yep. all it is. Yep. Uh, we're still. I don't get me wrong. We're still grateful to every person that tunes into this podcast and listens to it weekly. We that though we can't be more grateful for that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's just that's what we want to do. We're just trying to expand, right. and I feel like you know we've talked. And, you know, you've got ideas. I got ideas. We're on the same page. We're seeing eye to eye on a lot of things. Right. There's a couple other people out there that are involved that are seeing these things the same way. We're all going to work together. And I, it doesn't matter whether it's RTS, FID, MBTV built to it don't matter, man. Right. It's it's I mean, we got a good group in this area to where we can venture out to enough tracks. And there's enough stories out there to get those stories out. So where people that are going to the track every Friday, Saturday night, they might not know their favorite driver, but we're going to get you a chance to get to know your favorite driver. Right. 100%. Yep. yep. So I'm excited. Yeah. No, I am as well. I think it's going to be a great thing. I think it's going to be a great thing for the sport. I think it's going to be a great thing for, you know, the media presence of, of racing in general because we're kind of behind in the times with that. Right. You know? The NFL yep. and everybody else is like 10 years ahead of us. But How do whatever. we not have an Amazon deal yet? Yeah. We don't. <laughs> no one's called me. We call you. No. <laughs> Fucking Bezos. Yeah. Bastard. Agreed. <laughs> Amazon doesn't sponsor this podcast, though, so they don't get it. It does not. That was they don't get a unnecessary plug. Yeah, it was an unnecessary plug. <laughs> <laughs> right on, man. Well, it's getting late. You've been a trooper through all this, man. You got a hell of a drive home. It's okay. Thank you for coming out today. Yeah. Obviously, you know, the Steens are out. Steens. Steens. Yep, I always do that. Yep, I, okay. I almost did it again. It's okay. Um, they were out there, so there was a lot going on there. A lot of people jumping in their car and whatnot, taking it for a rip. I seen you in there. You got an RTS Speedwagon, man. You killed it out there. Uh, this is just the beginning for some RTS FID collaborations and whatnot. Definitely. We got a lot more in store, but thank you so much for taking the time. Like I said, a long day for you, but coming into the RTS studios and uh, hanging out with me and uh, Mike on the mic. Absolutely. Can I take some time here to thank some folks? Absolutely, man. No, not allowed at all. No, I didn't they don't so. sponsor me. It don't matter. There you go. I, 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 I got to <laughs> shout out my boy, my boy Jay Rickard down at Rickard, Rickard Excavating. I got to shout out Matt Bull with Quality Freight Rate, uh, Rachel Rich Painting. Um, I got uh, Mike Lodemo country financial uh the Otomo boys also have Otomo's towing all you folks i know you're going to listen to this so thank you so much for the support over the up and down uh rookie season and i hope you're gonna be back in the car next year heck yeah man without the, i mean without all them guys they they help make the wheels go round and round man absolutely no absolutely. it's just stuff like that no and man. make podcasts happen absolutely no yeah quality favorite quality favorite.com yeah we know them guys yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. we're shipping freight man hit up matt bowl absolutely Let's do it. Yeah. absolutely absolutely well thanks for having me on guys i really appreciate it this was awesome no anytime man you're welcome here anytime i know it's a haul if you want to if you just want to randomly like hey man you guys podcast tonight i'm gonna call in all right you're calling sweet we've got the capability to do it next time we talk kirk cousins Ooh, yeah let's go let's go it's not my cousin <laughs> i don't hey, like no i don't like that way. i don't like that yeah, exactly. No. Spun while leading. No, I, <laughs> that's my like. So before God before damn. we get into Nobody another likes kissing cousins. Yeah, <laughs> before before we get into another tangent, oh, I think shit. that would actually be kind of funny. Like, so if it plays out to where my my sports crew wouldn't couldn't make it in here for a week, and we maybe had to do like a Vikes episode, so we just had Dingling over here. He was on a sports episode. Who the fuck is Dingling? That'd be you, sir. Oh shit! Uh, knocked it out of the park. 
So I think if we were to get this group back together and my yeah. sports crew was out for the week, because, I mean, they got kids, they're busy and everything. If we get oh, three yeah. of them, dude, that would be lights out. Let's he, do it. Yeah, like his take on his picks for his DraftKings picks like two weeks ago were just hilarious. Lights out. Yeah, if you can go back, listen dude, to TJ Hawkinson killed it. Oh, yeah, he lit it up. I know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah if you put him in your tight end slot... Yeah. What's up, dude? No, Open I think that'd be funny, man. Account. No, <laughs> I'm usually on top of it with them guys. If I find out a couple weeks in advance that they can't make it, let's plan on it. We should make we should make it happen. Let's do it. I'm we down. should do it up. Man. And I play quarterback, so I know the sport. We can get real into it if we want to. All right, man. So like Kirk Cousins, you see, he's got two to the right, one to the left. Yep. Uh, they're showing a two deep cover shell. <laughs> A uh, little bit of a linebacker spy. I don't know why, because Cousins can't run. It looks like they're going to blitz the nickel off the corner. I mean, exactly, what? dude. X Y Z's light staggers low. Left there you go. light. There like, you dude, go. What are you going to do? You don't run the cushion with that no. much air pressure. What the? F- yeah. yeah. I mean, you got to run the bead lock covers. Doesn't matter. There you go. See. It Amen. would be a hell of an I'm hike sack. I am booking this right now. I'm be like, sorry, boys. I know you just came back from being off for like a year, but I'm going to give you the week off because this would be some outrageous shit. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm down. I'm down. Race guys talking sports. There you oh, go. That's the best. Let's go. make it happen, man. All right. Yellow flag. I'm putting the red flag out on this motherfucker because this has been going on for a while and it's getting hot and I need a refill. There you go. Let's go. All right, man. Thanks again, man. No, anytime. Appreciate you, Dan. Greep. Yep. There you go. Driver of the 3D. Yep. Rookie of the year at Arlington. The head honcho at Forge and Dirt. Mm. Non-wing debut. Killed it. Dan, thank you again. Appreciate you. Oh, man, what a great interview. I, it was so much fun. I just can't thank Dan enough for coming up to the RTS studios. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, he's got a, got a lot of good intel, and I like what he's doing with the Forge and Dirt and everything. And just seeing him in the sprint car and seeing the smile on his face, it was uh, it was pretty damn cool. No, absolutely, Dan, great guy. I, I'm I'm very fortunate to have gotten to know him over this summer and everything, hooking up with the FID RTS connection and everything. Uh, we've talked, we got some good ideas uh, up our sleeves for something to do with a little crossover action. I mean, I I think next year it, it's regardless of whatever media outlet it is there's so many good people that are doing good things in the racing community yes. right now in our area i mean i think 2023 is going to potentially be when it comes to just these uh the little productions you know whether it's us or forging dirt built to mbtv with matt bowl and stuff i mean i i, I think the media coverage for next year is just going to be crazy it's insane and everybody's working together just trying to make it bigger and better and we all have the one goal in mind just to grow our brands and grow racing so and that's the biggest thing about it and i think it's great what everybody's doing and i just like you said man 2023 is gonna be nuts 2023 man. can't even believe i'm saying that i know dude i just i feel like it's just nuts i mean obviously we had all the rainouts and everything in the beginning of april all that was canceled then we don't get going until may and then it's like boom all right man it's it's, it's jesus we're it's halloween almost right time's flying older you get the quicker it goes it's unbelievable man uh one last thank you to dan greep with Forge and dirt driver of the 3d joining us on the reaction time sports podcast our guest and interview was sponsored by tcb speed north let's hon on over to that almost favorite time man we've been busting our butts i mean if in case i mean even though we really haven't tonight because the with the magics of editing this was pretty right. quick process tonight so killed but, it but you know hey we, we we're working our tails off over here but we still got to get in that rts nightcap get ourselves a frosty beverage and our brand new forged and dirt koozies that we got on saturday killing keeping this beer nice and cold while i'm chugging her down absolutely because it is the rts nightcap presented by jj's outpost bitch. bar and grill head on over to 
JJ's, conveniently located just right down the road from Cedar Lake Super Speedway Resorts Spa Casino and Nightclub. God, great place, great food, cold drinks, great service. Been there a time or two. It's a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. We've uh, we've done some damage to that place. That's for damn sure. Yep. Uh, they, they've been having specials during game days. They've had the Vikings games and the Packer games on. So if you're looking for a place to go on Sunday to catch the big game, head on over to JJ's. They've been having some raffles like you did, specials on drinks and uh, some food. Yeah, dude. JJ's is the place to be. Yeah, I saw they're giving away some jerseys and whatnot. So who doesn't want a jersey? No, well, not the Packer one. Right. So they somebody else can have that. Blade purple. <laughs> right on, man. It is the RTS nightcap. And you guys know what that means. It's time to cheers and pour some out. And it's been a couple weeks. So I'm going to start with Mike, man. We're going to go with your cheers. And who are you cheers, man? Man, I'm going to give it to Anthony Macri. You know, it takes him about two, two and a half years since he's been on, you know, a badass competitor to pick up his first outlaw win. And he does that Port Royal. That's where he got his nickname, the Concrete Kid. And then it only takes him one day later to get his second one of the, you know, a World of Outlaw wins. So 24 wins on the season, and it ain't even over yet. So that kid has been stupid fast. Great looking car. I've always digged the number 39. And uh, that kid's fast, man. So pretty damn cool for him to get, you know, let let alone get the win and then two in one weekend. Yeah, go back to back for your first career world outlaw wins. I mean, I would be interested to be interested. I'm sure somebody already dug this up, probably like Wikipedia or whatever. But to see if that's ever been done, which I'm I'm going to guess they probably did. But it's probably been years. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. But. I don't know. Kids quick, man. Who you who who you got for a cheers? I'm gonna cheers the uh the UMSS champ, Jake Kuba, on his win down at Beaver Dam on the half mile, mind you, yep. on the fairgrounds. Yeah, a he couple was weeks ago. Stupid fast. Went back and watched that replay. Uh he's good, man. Jake's good and he puts that four barrel on and it seems like they get even faster when they go around with the Wisconsin wingless. So he did a great job and uh, I think that was his fourth win of the year. So he picked up three with the Mars series and one with the Wisconsin wingless. So it was a good year for him. No, absolutely. A heck of a run for the uh, the number six team all season across all of the brands, including the Wisconsin wingless. Uh, yeah, my cheers and going to Jacob in the six. Pouring them out, man. It's time to pour one out for the homies. Yeah. I, I kind of like your pouring out in this segment this time, Mike. It, it It's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to have to pour one out. Dismount it, throw it right on the burn pile. Because <laughs> uh, my right rear tire from the arriving drive Holy is bald. Shit. So we burned up two used right rears, wrecked the left rear, and both front tires are junk. So track was super smooth. And uh, it was, you know, the, the whole plan was to get a slow track for the drivers out there. But it worked out great. Um, But, man, them tires are junk. So we have to, have to burn them up. Too bad. Dave and uh, Carrie's fire wasn't next weekend because I'd have some more f- tires to throw on them. Yeah, no kidding, man. It was, uh, it is gone. Actually, we should get, snap a photo of that and get it posted on the RTS page. Yeah, yeah. No, that one's, uh, she's burned up, man. She's oh. slicker than a baby's bottom. Oh, yeah, it was nuts. They, they're gone. I, I I don't think I've seen that wore out of a uh, left or right front tire. No, never. Not, never. <laughs> nothing on my car like that, but... So, but no, overall, a lot of fun at the Arrival Drive. Big thanks to UMSS for putting that on, and uh, it was a blast, dude. All for a good cause. Yep. What do you got, man? Who you dumping them out to? I'm I'm gonna pour one out for my uh, my uh, hombre, your amigo, my amigo, uh, Daniel Suarez. Man, I I you know I've uh, I've become to gain a little more respect and a little more uh, liking for Daniel Suarez over this year, just because that Agreed. guy went from having the opportunity of a lifetime driving for Joe Gibbs, right. Then he bounces around, lands with Trackhouse, picks up his first win this year, 
he's been consistent along with track house in general in 2022 and realistically he was sitting pretty good on sunday looking yeah. like he was going to advance the round of eight yeah 100 percent. you know mechanical failure with the power steering you know, if shit happens, it's, it's something that's completely out of your control. But he understood what was going on. He knew, man, he was wheeling around there. He They had the in-car camera on him, and he is just up on the wheel. He's muscling it, just giving it everything he can. I mean, at that point, a lot of guys could have gave up. Right. They could have mailed it in and been like, I ain't doing this. But, I mean, that's a true competitor right there. You know, and I'm probably wrong. A lot of guys probably would have done what he did. But you could just see the exhaustion on him especially when he was still in the car under yellow. You oh, could yeah. just tell he was beat. Yeah. Um, and I just hate seeing something like that happen, man. And, I mean, would he have maybe made it to Phoenix? I'm going to probably say no. But, I mean. You never of, know, man. You never know. Yep. Just heck of a season for Suarez. And unfortunate to see that. And, you know, working your ass off, you know, or trying to overcome that parts failure. And just coming up, I think it was like two or three points short yeah it wasn't much and like like you said that in-car view he had both hands on the left side and right side of that steering wheel just trying to hustle that car around the track as good as he could he did a great job man track host racing their first first full year with two cars and they still got one in the round of eight so uh still been phenomenal for them so looking forward to the next four races yeah i definitely will man so i'm gonna pour one out i'm gonna pour out a dos Equis for Daniel Suarez. Drop the Modelo. That's right. <laughs> that was the RTS nightcap presented by JJ's Outpost Bar and Grill. It's been a fun one, man. Episode 81 of the Reaction Time Sports Podcast presented by GT Transport LLC here from the Fast Factory Foundation Studios. Uh, real quick on the Fast Factory Foundation, go over to their Facebook. They got a lot of crazy things going on. Shane has got a lot of stuff, good stuff going on. He's got the raffle going for his uh, what he quote unquote pit lizard. The pit lizard. Uh, the number fifty orange, yellow, silver, and white fifty pit lizard. Yep. Man, I feel like if we could get in trouble for a lot of things we're saying right there. Um, but they got a lot of cool things going on. There's more coming out. Uh, so head on over to their Facebook. Make sure you like and follow that so that you can stay up to date. I think the raffle tickets for that are $10. bucks. Um, can not beat that. No. I, well, that's just for one. I think he's also got some other, uh, like if you wanted to get 10 tickets, it's like 50 or something like okay. that. Don't quote me, but hey, me and him talked about this, but it was that legendary and there might have been a 10 or 24 beers involved with that so yeah head over to his facebook page check it out like follow fast factory and the fast factory foundation yeah absolutely mike hit it right on the head there man but yeah 81 we're gonna get the heck out of here big thank you to dan one last time for coming in the studio and uh, hanging out with us on saturday and making that happen make sure you go over to fortune dirt on youtube facebook instagram twitter tiktok whatever man they're on there go check out their content absolutely but for our end of things, man, there's some people that help us make the wheels go round and round on this deal. All of our sponsors throughout the entire summer and the racing season, but we're definitely not done. We're just getting started here in the off season. Yes, but we are. Thank you to all these wonderful guys. TCB Speed North. Lightspeed Equipment. JJ's Outpost Bar and Grill. DK Designs. Racing Insiders. Mueller Jewelers. Pretty Paul's Junkie. Scott King Designs. Taylor Jolin Photography. QualityFreightRate.com. And our presenting sponsor, GT, GT Transport LLC. And our studio sponsor, Fast Factory Foundation. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. We couldn't do it without you. And if you want to go back and check out all the other 80 episodes to make your ears bleed of this shit show of a podcast that we do, head on over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts. You got to find us on our socials. Yeah, yeah, you do. You got to. That's how you're going to stay up to date. Yep. Like, follow, share, do it. 
Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. You can search Reaction Time Sports Podcast. Head on over there. Give us a like, give us a follow, share, subscribe, download, you name it. That's the only way you're going to be able to keep up with all the crap we put out there and just, you know, stay on top of things, man, because you want to know why, Mike, why do they need to do that? Because uh, everything you do helps us, man. And we're, you know, top information. First one that comes out. I mean, we're, we're the best. We're like Ian Rappaport at the NFL. So beat those buttons, make it happen. We do appreciate it. Absolutely, man. Thank you to everybody that tunes into this podcast each and every week. We appreciate you. We still got shirts for sale. You can pre-order sweatshirts. We got can koozies. We got stickers on the way. We got some other things in the works, man. It's going to be killer. We're doing this for all you guys that want to rep our RTS stuff. Yeah, we do, man. Everywhere we go, we're seeing more RTS gear, so we do appreciate it, and y'all look good, and you look fly. Absolutely, man. We're going to get the heck out of here. Episode 81 of the Reaction Time Sports Podcast, and we're out of here. See ya.